0: Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs. Where tire buying is easy at GoToDobbs.com. Shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40 plus locations, get same day install
1: for tires. It's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Time now for the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
0: Let's get nasty on a Monday. It's a fast line. I want to want ESPN with Kerry Davis. I'm Anthony Stalter, Bradford Bruns, pinch hitting today for Andrew Marsh, who's out sick. No Jamie Rivers. He's traveling today, but we will start off by talking about the ugliness that was the St. Louis Blues Blues performance on uh, Saturday. Do we have to? Yeah. Yeah, we absolutely have to. Yep. A couple of moves they made too today that we need to get into. So let's start off with your blues. I uh, I blinked, Carrie, and they were down. I I was texting you all, and I was
2: watching it, and it was one nothing, it was two nothing, it was three nothing. I was like, ooh, the hell is going on here? Yeah, it wasn't great. No, not at all. It it there was nothing in that game. It was it was lifeless. Um, they got punched in the mouth first and often, and didn't really punch back. And I think that that was, I don't know what this team is, man. Like I. It, you can lose, right? You're not going to win them all because it's professional sports. Those guys get paid too, right? Mm-hmm. But it's a way that you lose, especially when you know you're, you're approaching the trade deadline. Some of those guys may or may not be there. You're in a wild card spot. You have an opportunity to make it to the playoffs, and you just show up lifeless. And then, they, you know, all oh, the, time, the, the time change and starting the game at no. 11 Central. Who, who the hell? Did they not know that the game started at that time?
0: i think they did i think they were aware of it they didn't play like they did but they they were aware i think
2: they may have been waiting a couple more hours for the game to get started yeah but it was it wasn't good it was it was bad it didn't look good and i just don't know how you i don't know what this team is or where you go you know what it is they they are trying to accomplish because that was a terrible
3: terrible
0: and and you listen to a lot of the players and and i'm not blaming them they're not going to break down exactly what what went wrong in great detail but you listen to the players, you read their quotes, and, and a lot of them are just, ah, you know, if we, if we play the way we, we know we can play, we'll be good. Uh, if we play our game, you know, we keep getting away from our game.
2: What is your game? What's your
0: game? Because you haven't found it on a consistent basis yet. This is why you're in a spot where other teams are, are surrounding you in this wildcard race. Nashville's there, you've got, you know, Seattle is hanging around. You've got multiple teams that you're battling with just to get into the playoffs. You haven't found your game. Even when they played well 2 games ago when they had the shutout of the New York Islanders for nothing, Jamie but, even highlighted a lot of the yeah. the issues yeah. that he was seeing despite the fact that it was 4-0.
2: He was saying that even though they um they 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 won that game, there were so many things that could have been done cuz Jordan Bennett had to stand on his head. He yep. had to make some great saves and and obviously You gave the Detroit Red Wings a lot of opportunities to score. They were – it just felt like they were on the attack the entire first period. Yeah. And the Blues never caught up. It's like they did not know that the period had started. And as you said, you blinked, and it was 4 to nothing. Mm -hmm. And you're like, wow, what the heck is going on here?
3: Right. It
0: it wasn't good. And you can excuse bad games if you've been consistent. Like the Columbus game right before the All-Star break. You had won five straight. Right. You had a dud offensive performance against Columbus going into the break. It was discouraging. It was frustrating. But that was one nothing. You can excuse that. You can live with that if you if you just previously won the five the the, the five games going into that. But you've lost now what four of your last six games, and <laughs> and that was that was ugly on Saturday. So do you know who you are? Do you know what your game is, or is your game simply? Jordan Bennington's got to stand on his set,
2: and and you got jumped by the by the uh, Nashville Predators for that number two wild card right. spot. That yep. that probably, and they're playing very well. Yeah, that probably is the most concerning part. Like you, you didn't show up at all <laughs> in Detroit, but you also gave up that opportunity to to hold down that number two wild card spot, and, and now you're chasing, and you're not. In my opinion, you haven't been consistent enough to try to chase someone down and make it into the playoffs. It just hasn't been great.
4: And there's a clear distinction between how many different times this season has Bennington capably proved, yes, he has been able to stand on his head. And then on Saturday, what you saw, not even having a chance. Right. Being pulled out of necessity, basically saving him from himself because your civ-like defense Mm -hmm. is allowing so many net front opportunities. doesn't have a chance. You can't defend Tappans, gentlemen. You simply can't. Joel Holfer... Jordan Bennington, it wouldn't have mattered. And really one of the most mind-boggling things when we take stock of the situation today, and we'll get into this more obviously, is that one of your better defensemen of late, as far as roster transactions go, one comes up, a veteran stalwart, yes, Mm -hmm. but Matt Kessel, who has logged top four defensive pairing minutes for you, has to receive the demotion
0: yeah. it's quizzical yeah i don't i it I, I first of all i've never heard of that word bradford that
3: does
5: that's, that's a good word that i did is it an again. that's you, an outstanding word
0: brad anytime bradford's on with us immediately our our iq jumps it happens you know about 10 to 15 points which I'm, is really nice so bradford thank you on that one i'm sorry <laughs> snake pit not it, really it, it, it is quizzical why matt castle would go would would be sent down demoted it to the miners as Justin Falk comes off of long term IR, I, I think it's great that Justin Falk is healthy enough to come back and play. Right. Jeremy Rutherford had the tweets earlier about 50 minutes ago. He said the Blues were seven and five and 12 games. Falk missed with a lower body injury. Nice that you got the winning re- the, the winning record in that 12 games. But Justin Falk is somebody. If you're going to make the playoffs, you you want him to be healthy and play playing well. But Castle, the one to be demoted. I mean, the 23 year old has done nothing, but. Give you consistent minutes. He's he had certainly there was some there were some miscues. He had one against Detroit. Yeah, you know he had the was he the one where he, went through he, didn't play. Did he
2: go through his legs or
0: well, he had the breakaway right. Yeah. He didn't he didn't play either side yeah. or was that Perunovic? Kind of,
2: I think it was him. I think it was Kessel. Kind of floating didn't, around yeah. in the middle he, of
0: the ice. He didn't play the pass yeah. or the man. Yeah, so that that's an issue. But those the, that's a tough spot for a defenseman to be in, right? Especially a 23 year old that's still trying to figure things out. But Kessel Kessel was very impressive for the Blues. So why he's being demoted for this Justin Fall coming off the LTIR, I, I don't know. Well, I, and there's a lot of Blues fans that are you, are, you, are frustrated with that too. I don't blame them. We him.
2: talked about Perunovic and him needing to play a certain number of games to not become a free agent. The Blues obviously don't want him to be a free agent because they want to keep him if, if, on their roster if at all possible. So right. I'm sure that plays into it. You don't necessarily want him not playing or, or not getting reps, staying sharp. So you give him an opportunity to, to, to stay sharp. If he's on the roster and not playing, what good does that do him? Right. And what good does that do your team? I mean, you need you need him to be sharp because I think whenever the trade deadline, when they're done, when all the smoke clears, I'm sure he'll be back up and I'm sure he'll be playing. I think it's just a, they're trying to figure some things out. And right it
4: goes now. a little bit deeper than that as well on the blue line. You think about Tyler Tucker. You don't want to expose him unnecessarily, but here's what it is. You signed him prior to the season to a two-year one-way contract, and yes, he may in turn develop into a valuable piece for you, maybe like a Scott Perunovich. But he's played a grand total of 16 games for you this season. Right. You're protecting him why at the expense of somebody who's been
0: valuable in the past few weeks and who's developing? He's a young guy. This is somebody you, you you're in a, you're in a retool, which is nice for. There's 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 negatives, there's some drawbacks, and there's some positives when you're in a retool. Yeah one of the positives when you're in a retool is that y- you're not y- you're still you're still expected to compete because of the the players that you have on the roster right one of the other positives when it comes to a retool is that you can play young guys with with, with one eye on the future we're seeing this with certainly Jake Neighbors what? i thought we were seeing it with Castle
2: I think they're in a in an odd spot because they're not consistent enough and you don't know where to, where you're going to be in what we at 10 days around roughly 8 to 10 days when the trade deadline hits you you still don't know whether you're buying selling or standing pat so you you're trying to figure some things out and I think that that's what this roster move was just to see where we are and if we need to make a move or if we need to move guys and shift shift uh ship guys other places we know exactly who's going to be on our roster and what yeah. we look like going forward.
0: You know the the Blues kind of remind me a little bit of the Golden State Warriors right now. The the Golden State Warriors, largely with the way that Clay Thompson's playing, uh-huh. with the way that you know you've you had like Draymond Green miss a bunch of time. The young guys, the young guys have shown some promise, but Steve Kerr, as he showed last year in the playoffs, he was, he's he's going to stick with the veterans. Yeah. It's it's Draymond Green, it's Steph Curry, it is Clay Thompson, right? Yeah. The Warriors right now are, hey, if Steph Curry is brilliant, we're good. We're good. <laughs> if Steph Curry's not brilliant, yeah, we're not yeah, great. We're struggle. That that to me that's that's the Blues right now. If yeah. Jordan Bennington is brilliant in a given night, everybody else feeds off of that off of him, just like they did in that Islanders game. Yeah. If the, if he does not save their bacon like he didn't do in detroit on sunday on saturday chance. i'm not blaming him he trust me i'm just saying yeah. if he doesn't come up with because he made some r- miraculous saves yeah. against the islanders in the first period of that game or else maybe you're down two nothing in that one yeah. too but if he does not have the miraculous save early on it's almost like everybody gets the gumby shoulders and that's it yeah and you're gonna and you get drubbed.
2: and that's what happened
0: that's kind of where we're at right now with the blues maybe it's just too too much of a simplified way to look at it. But when I read things like that, we just got to get to our game. I I don't know what your game is outside of Bennington's got to be great. And then you kind of feed off of them.
2: That's the only way you're going to win right now. And that, that really showed on Saturday. It just wasn't, they got down, they got behind too, too much, too fast. And it just worked. They were unable. And there was a stat. I wish I, I wish I would have had it. I think the blues are first in the national hockey league when they score first and almost dead last when they score when they when they're scored on first, I,
0: they're a streaky team. That's essentially what this team is. They're they're either they're either super confident or they they have no self-esteem, and they get
2: drubbed. I don't know why that is.
4: And think about the opponent on Saturday. In many ways, that team in Detroit should be a mirror image of what you aspire to be. This team is in a dogfight in the Eastern Conference. Every single game matters. You have a lot of offensive talent on that side, yet Detroit comes out, not only protects the home ice, but takes the flow to you. That is a team with a bunch, a bevy of young guys, and mm-hmm. yet you get the sense that that team is trying to and developing some, some success at finding its identity. Yep. And yet the Blues are still
0: in that transitional state. You're absolutely right. Yeah, the Red Wings, the Red Wings are, we knew that that was going to be a challenging game. I didn't I didn't see it going the way it did in that you gave up four four goals in the first period, but we knew Detroit was going to give them a lot of issues, and they certainly did. It's a fast line on 101 ESPN with Gary Davis, and Anthony Stalzer, Bradford Bruns, again, pinch hitting for our guy Andrew Marsh. The Cardinals, carry, uh they've been – how do I put this? A boring team. Oh. They've been very oh, boring damn. over the years. What?
2: Got I a steady lunch, Cardinals. Boring. Come on.
0: They might have one exciting player, though. That's next on 101 ESPN.
1: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Two,
4: three, four. 21-year-old shortstop. He's
0: out of Kingwood High School. He is three for three today. Mason Win has three of the Cardinals, six hits. He is headed to second and he is going to ease into second base with a double win, having himself a nice start to his spring training. Not only did Mason Win go three for three with two singles and a double in his Grapefruit League debut, but he also stole a base and delivered the defensive play of the day by ranging to his right, backhanding a slow roller, and throwing an absolute seed to first to retire Houston speedster Trey Cabbage. The Cardinals, gentlemen, I don't know if you felt this, but the Cardinals have been ah, tad boring over the years. Oh, really? Yeah, kind ah. of a kind of a boring ass team, I'd yeah, say. Station
2: yeah. to station. Just, Boy, um, that'd be
0: nice if they go station to station. Yeah, Last yeah. year, they uh didn't, they didn't they, they just, just didn't do anything. Yeah.
2: Well, well go I, ahead. I, I don't uh, mean to, I don't mean to be dis- nah, you're I really not wrong. don't. I don't mean you're to not be wrong.
0: I don't mean to be disrespectful. But like okay. I I will embrace the workmanlike team, the mm-hmm. the blue collar lunch pail esque team, if you're winning. Right. I, I you know what was fun? Back in twenty 20- what was it 19 mm-hmm. when they had their their long winning streak? Yeah. Or was that 2021?
2: It's 2019. 2019. Yeah. It's been that long?
0: Uh, probably. Mike Schelt. It's gross. Yeah. It's been that long. Anyways, that that was like a workman-like team. That wasn't that wasn't a bunch of um, you know, who's who's exciting right now? Atlanta's got some exciting players, right? Houston I think can, can be excited.
2: Texas Rangers.
0: Texas this, this is a team that has always kind of Acquired players or drafted players that were workmen-like, but if you're losing, or if you're, you're if you're average, if you're mid, as kids would say,
2: <laughs> mid,
0: and you're boring, yeah. ah, that's. I mean, this is supposed to be entertaining. You want to win, but and no pun intended on that. But you want to win, but you also you also want to be entertained. Mason Win is one of the more exciting players. He hasn't done anything yet. Mm-hmm. but he's he's already one of the more exciting players as we look forward to the 2024 season. I could, I could get on board with this. You're going to be mid, have exciting players like Wynn.
2: Well, I think the part of it is allowing players to be who they are. I think for the Cardinals, it has been a one-size-fits-all process. No, no personality are, here. No, you just show up and do your job and go home. And that's how I feel like the Cardinals have been. And so when you don't have people that are – allowed to express their personality or or be who they are, yeah. you do get that same type of person and the same type of lineup and the same type of game, and it does become mundane and it does become boring. I think Mason Wynn brings a a, a flair. I think Jordan Walker should bring some excitement and, and a flair. I think Lars Newbar does as well. So having guys that are not just a carbon copy of the guy in front of them, and you're probably right, that's what the Cardinals have seemed like This is our, uh, this is what works for us. Let's stick to this.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: But in order for a player to be the best version of himself, he actually has to be himself. Mm -hmm. I can't go around and and do the cookie cutter every single thing that this person does. That's exactly, no, I'm not him. That's not what got me here. So I'm going to do the things that got me here. And hopefully those things keep me here. And I think that that's something that the Cardinals haven't done In in, in recent years,
0: yeah, it's been it's been basically a factory of the same player being, you know, uh, coming out of that factory, just similar 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 look. Yeah, it's like uh, you know the video Eminem's video for White America. It's like (laughs) you know the same the same guy coming out. They all look the same. They all kind of play the same. They all have Mm. the same demeanor. Again, winning's the only thing that matters. Period. When, I, I don't care if the, if you have an, a 26-man roster of zero personality. If you're winning, that's exciting. So don't don't twist my words on this. Uh, yeah. But you
3: haven't. You got to win.
0: You, exactly. Yeah. You haven't won. You didn't win last year. You got bounced in the first round the year prior. That team, though, that team had some excitement because of Albert. So if you don't have exciting players like Mason Wynn, do you have exciting storylines? The Albert storyline was fascinating yeah. two years ago. Plus, he was obviously he came out of the All Star break with his hair on fire, and yeah. it was it was fun. Well, he didn't have hair.
3: No,
0: came out of the uh, All Star break like oh, a bat out of hell. There you go. And he was he, that was exciting to follow as well. But last year was just awful, and yeah. I don't know what to expect this year. I, I don't even want to hope for the best because that's what I did a year ago with the pitching staff. So well, I'm kind of trying to take this. Face value, Carrie. The pitching probably isn't good enough still, even though if it's in, if it's improved, and we don't know about the offense. Anthony, you got to have hope. You got to have faith. You got to believe. No, you're not. You're not. You're not with me.
2: Sounds like a song. But either way, the Cardinals hopefully <laughs> are a better version than they were last year. They did not. They they just weren't good enough. That that that's the point blank. That's the bottom line. Having people that are show excitement. For me, I, I will always defer to the 80s Cardinals, the teams that stole bases, the teams that used their speed to create advantages, to to create runs, to put pressure on opposing pitchers. That, to me, is fun. Mm-hmm. I loved Ricky Henderson w- w- growing up. Yeah. I, I loved the guy that could be an athlete that was able to do so many things on the base pass, and it just puts so much stress on that pitcher on the mound. He is focusing on, he's supposed to be focusing on the hitter, but he's really focusing on this guy about to take off and put and be in scoring position, and I'm about to give up an earned run. Yeah. And I do not want to do that. So, for me, if they are willing to allow their players, their younger players, that goes back to the conversation that we had last week where the younger guys were running the, the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. <laughs>
3: no oh, disrespect. No.
2: Oh, no. Yeah, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. But let them be who they are and put all of those people together in a group and allow your group to hopefully succeed and have you know a winning record
0: hit it bradford
1: 101 espn breaking news alert
2: how
4: about this gentleman <laughs> development from katie wu and her sources at the athletic day three of spring training the cardinals have reached an agreement with the 37-year-old Brandon Crawford, mm. formerly of yours, San Francisco Giants. Anthony Crawford hit a robust 194. Yes, Damn. that stuck in my consciousness. 194 a season ago, but obviously a multiple-time All-Star, and he joins a veteran-laden core here in St. Yeah. Louis.
0: Two-time World Series champ Boom. as well.
2: And I yeah. told you, he will always be one of my favorite players because he gave my son the baseball. <laughs> <he's>
0: a, <laughs> I, love, I, I love Brandon Crawford. Brandon I Crawford, he's a, he's a great clubhouse guy. Once was... Uh, one of the best defensive shortstops in the game, always somebody that didn't necessarily rip the cover off the ball, but could provide you more than enough offense in that that seventh spot. He is well past his prime. I, well past his prime.
2: I, that was my next question. I mean, does it's not even close. We're, we're not in the same atmosphere. His prime. Team better.
0: Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it because this is this is obviously a depth signing. But what does this tell us you, about the big picture? What
2: depth. You got another. How old is Matt Carpenter?
0: 37 36 36
2: maybe don't they play the same position
0: no yes no yes kind of
2: sort of not really he is kind of they're they're infielders ready and
4: willing to play second and third key distinction carpenter play Mm, first
1: second and third
0: no he pinch hits (laughs) all right so we'll get into it next on 101 espn (laughs)
1: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dom's Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
0: So, as Bradford Bronson showed you in the Sports Center update, Katie Wu of The Athletic reporting that the Cardinals are signing Bradford uh, Brandon Crawford, excuse me. Bradford Bradford Bruns Brandon Crawford make it big moves yeah, yeah. bring in Bradford what make can you happen. play Bradford well you know I already a, a pitcher
4: I already served in this town for an illustrious uh tenure quarterback of the Rams so oh. uh, ah, Bradford. different Bradford, sports yeah there you go
0: okay Susan Slusser was the first to report that Crawford and the Cardinals were a thing earlier today Susan writes for the San Francisco Chronicle as the beat writer for the Giants you and I just said we both like Brandon Crawford. Apparently, he gave your son a ball yep. at Bush Stadium. I'm a fan. Okay. Always will be. Brandon Crawford was one of the best defensive like shortstops.
2: like eight years ago. Okay.
0: That he gave you the ball? Yeah. 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 Still playing really well. He had a decent year a couple of years ago offensively, but his defense is tail. I mean, look, he's 30, 36, 37 years old. Mm-hmm. Your range isn't going to be what it was when you twenty 27. Brandon Crawford's a really good clubhouse guy. He's a veteran. somebody to give you a professional at bat. But here's the question as it relates it relates to the Cardinals overall. So you bring in you bring in Crawford as depth for Mason Wynn that that also is saying that's also telling you that Tommy Edmond will not be ready for opening day. that's that's what this move signifies. You may only have Brandon Crawford for a month. I don't think this is about Brandon Crawford. I don't think we need to make a big deal out of this. This this essentially is break glass in case of emergency.
2: Well, what type of emergencies shortstop. are we are we worried about here?
0: You're not going to have to me again this is this is my read on it. You're not going to have Tommy Edmond okay for a, either a couple of weeks to start, maybe maybe even the full month he is not facing live pitching right now. Apparently he's still swinging, at least as of last last week. He's still swinging one-handed trying to get his timing down but he he is not swinging full full time yet mm-hmm. so if he's not going to be ready for opening day and this extends for a while th- Brandon Crawford is an emergency situation for Mason Wynn okay that's all this is because who else is who else is gonna play shortstop Brennan Donovan might but he's also coming off an injury He's he's trying to get reacclimated to playing second base. Are you are you are you convinced
2: that this is uh, going to be successful?
0: What is the Cardinals? Oh, you know the answer. You know my answer. I
2: want to I wanna, I just uh, enlighten me.
0: No, this season. Yeah, I think they're going to win the NL Central by default. So they're going to win, and they're going to they're going to be bouncing the first round.
2: You think they're going to win the NL Central?
0: Yeah. Well, things got a little trickier over the weekend with Cody Bellinger going back to the Cubs.
2: Yeah, that kind of changed it a little bit.
0: I don't. Th- I think the NL Central's a joke. That's the that's the only reason I think that the Cardinal. Uh, let me take this back. Let me let me take a step back. I think their starting rotation is improved from a year ago, but that wasn't really a, a high hurdle to overcome. Last year's rotation stunk, so they acquired three guys that I think are more than capable. Sonny Gray especially, of improving that starting rotation. So that's one. Their bullpen. You made legitimate improvements in the bullpen. So that's another. And yes, I think the NL Central is a joke.
2: The reason why I asked, because what's the purpose of, uh, you said because of Mason Wynn, yeah. if he struggles where? At the plate? No, 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 if no.
0: Mason, if Mason Wynn gets hurt. If he gets hurt. Yes. Okay. That's that's my read on it. All right. If he gets hurt, who are you going to at shortstop? If Tommy Edmond is also hurt. that's That's my read on signing Brandon Crawford. Okay. Why else would you do it? you probably you're probably right there's probably no other
2: reason just an insurance policy if he does get hurt. I just think the team is getting older
6: Oh, it
0: seems definitely every older.
2: every every signing it's yeah gets a little bit older. that's correct It's not that's not I told you professional sports usually doesn't work for the for the for the older people. No, I'm just, just telling you the truth. The older you get, the, you don't usually get better. Mm-hmm. The only one person that I've seen continue to stay the same and get better, and that's LeBron James, and he is maybe Tom Brady.
0: Tom Brady, too, for but sure.
2: Those two are the exception to the rules. Mm-hmm. The rule is you get older, you start to stink. Yeah. And you get worse. And this team, from last year to this year, got a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Last year's team wasn't really good. So. I can only tell you from my personal experience, sir. It is. The older you get, the
4: worse you get. Truly ironic that this signing comes one day after Mason Wynn looks like the best player on the diamond in him. Florida in that oh game. Oh,
0: my God. What's, what's <laughs> funny, though? They're going to trade him. I will walk out. That's what this means.
4: What's alarming is that now, for those who want Mason Wynn, to run with the job right away, as he should. We saw Flash's stalts in the last segment you talked about hasn't done anything at the Major League level. Certainly not offensively, we know that. But we know exactly who Mason Wynn is as an athletic defensive shortstop. If the bottom were to fall out, or you really, really struggle, you're not hitting for the first two to three weeks of the season. Giving Ali Marmol, another veteran here, to potentially plug in, adding him to the arrangement, what's to necessarily stop the Cardinals, though, given past performance, and I'm talking about past performance only, another guy from the left side, a la Matt Carpenter, mm-hmm. who's proceeded to lean and try to pull pull more and more pitches over the last two seasons. Maybe the hook is a bit quicker right now simply oh. because of what's on the back of the baseball card. What and you, that is the, the recent history and history
0: of this organization. That's all I'm saying. So for what you just said makes me want to punch a hole in the wall. I get it. <laughs> and I know you're presenting – this is not about you. You're presenting it from the Cardinals' perspective. You're throwing out another scenario. I'm just saying your scenario is awful. I don't think this is about Mason Wynn. I think – I th- at least I hope, going back to hope, Rhode Island style. You know, that's the uh, the – what is it, the motto? or Is that – Yeah, the motto of Rhode Island apparently is motto? Hope. Yeah. Oh. We found that out a year ago. Brad Thompson had to look that up because we kept saying hope too much, so yeah. then we just converted it to Rhode Island. Mark that down for random category. There you go. Yes. So, my hope is that this is this Brandon Crawford signing is about Tommy Edmonds status, not about Mason Wynn. Because if you think, if anyone thinks that Mason Wynn is going to struggle so much in April that it's going to open up the door for Ali Marmel to say, ah, I got this veteran in Brandon Crawford, let's play him, then then we're worse off as Cardinals fans, than we, than we had originally thought.
2: When did Tommy have his surgery? It was right after the season.
0: There's some mixed thoughts on that cause he, yes, because I they think didn't he, yeah, Because they didn't it announce it. it January. There you go. Yeah, I think but he did.
2: It was right after the season.
0: Yeah, that November. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know why November's sticking out in my mind. But either uh, way,
2: you would, you would hope that at this point that he would be closer to being ready than.
0: But he's not. Yeah. That's what this is saying. Yeah. Th- that's what this is saying. That's what this signing is saying. I think Mason Win. If you if you're gonna bench Mason Win, you're gonna put him that. You're gonna transfer him to the minors. He he better be O for about 45 yeah, and yeah. with 44 strikeouts. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There is no reason. You're telling him this is your job to lose. They said it over the weekend. This shortstop is yours to lose. Go for it. And so far, so good. As he had an outstanding debut. Over the weekend, I don't think. I don't think this is about Mason Wynn. Tommy Edmond's not going to be ready. So the conversation. So now we
2: don't have a center fielder.
0: Dylan Carlson. Well, Dylan Carlson. You let off today, gentlemen. Let's go. Or Victor Scott. Oh yeah. Hey now, who also had uh, a nice a nice game over the weekend? Could Mason, Could Could Victor Scott take over in center fields with Tommy Edmond not ready? could he have such a a, a big spring training kind of like Jordan Walker last year that was the that was the mission for Jordan Walker wasn't right. it have such a spring have a, such a great spring training that, they, that, had the, that they had to keep you and he did now he struggled at the end but that was also one of the reasons i think they kept him yeah because he had he had just this steady demeanor to him it's one of the things Ollie told him in the office when he told him that he made made the team but have such a great spring training that the Cardinals are not going to send you to Memphis, they had to take you to St. Louis. Maybe Victor Scott has one of those spring trainings. Either way, I'm open for the competition. Let's go, Dylan Carlson. Come That's
2: on. what I like. I like give guys an opportunity. Whoever plays the best, they should be given. They should be awarded for what they've done. I don't. You know, Mason Wynn is getting his opportunity. I think he's going to. You know, seize that opportunity. If Dylan Carlson is going to be your center fielder. While Tommy Edmond is out and he performs well, well, Tommy Edmond, you may be back at second base. Whatever makes the team better is what the Cardinals should be trying to
0: do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this spring training now becomes a massive one for the youngster Victor Scott and for the younger veteran Dylan Carlson until Tommy Edmond is is ready to go. This is how this is how stuff happens. The door comes open. Who takes advantage of it? The door is wide open now. You love Dylan Carlson. I was a big defender of him a year ago. I
2: like
0: him. You love Dylan Carlson. I was a big defender of him a year ago. It's like the Justin Fields conversation, though. Why are we having the conversation about the Bears potentially training? Why are we having the conversation about Victor Scott? Because Dylan Carlson hasn't taken advantage of his opportunities. So let's go. What are you made of? We'll see. If not, Victor Scott, take the job. All right, it's a fast end on 101 ESPN. Again, the Cardinals are signing Brandon Crawford. Sources tell Katie Wu at The Athletic. The move brings needed veteran shortstop depth behind Mason Wynn, with Tommy Edmonds' status for opening day unclear. Susan Slusser of the San Francisco Chronicle originally reported that the, that the um, former Giants shortstop Brandon Crawford and the Cardinals had mutual interest. Maybe that's all it is, too. You know, we have seen. If somebody is interested in the Cardinals, they just go ahead and sign he them. He wanted to be here. It'd be nice if Jordan Jordan Montgomery or Blake Snell showed wanted any sort here. of interest. Because if, that, if that's all it is, it'd be nice if one of those players showed some interest. They want to be here. There's a month left. Give it time. Oh, boy. That's Brad for Bruns. He's going to have What's Trending for you next on 101 ESPN. The
3: smartest way to do your homework is the
1: Warm weather means homework for homeowners. If your homework means a new deck, turn to the deck
0: experts at Hackman Lumber
1: peters is your go-to place for a huge selection of quality
0: bedding plants perennials and hanging baskets they also carry topsoil and potting mix for
1: your gardening needs come visit all hackman lumber showrooms in st charles pacific and troy missouri or online at hackmanstl.com we're right back to the fast lane podcast presented by dobbs tire and auto centers on 101 espn It's time to find out what's going on in the sports world with What's Trending Now. Brought to you by Goodwill. Donate a car and get tickets to the St. Louis Cardinals.
2: And
4: it is time for what's trending now on the Fastlane 101 ESPN. Bradford Bruns filling in for Andrew Marsh today. Anthony Stalter, as well as Kerry Davis. Gentlemen, it is a final in Florida. The Cardinals and the Marlins. There are ties in spring training baseball. One-to-one today as our potential opening day center fielder, Dylan Carlson. Zero for three. But let's get on to the pressing, pressing development baseball-wise, guys. As of about 30 minutes ago, Katie Wu of The Athletic reporting, of course, that Brandon Crawford and the Redbirds have reached an agreement. We don't have any contract details as of yet. Nonetheless, this news comes about 24 hours after Mason Wynn, the number 43 prospect, according to many different outlets, went 3-for-3. And he starred defensively in the field in yesterday's win over the Astros. What exactly does this immediate arrangement look like? Is it any different whatsoever in the here and now?
3: So...
0: There we go uh, so I I maintain and I will unless unless different information comes out I maintain that this is more about Tommy Edmonds status for opening day CD yeah. than I do about Mason Wynn or the Cardinals just having another veteran on their bench this now they,
2: they like veterans on the bench. I know I know but you, they you can never they, have a, Anthony, they already listen, have
0: a ton. I don't know if you know this you, you
2: probably don't you can never have enough veterans on the team enough veterans on the bench that may or may not play. It's a, It's really the, the end thing now. And the Cardinals are ahead of the curve, and you will eventually realize how important those veterans are because they didn't have enough veteran leadership last year. Now they're they're overcorrect. You, you just got to stay with me here. Just trust me on this one. I, I know what I'm talking about, okay? Okay. Don't, don't fight me on this one. Just trust. All right? That's why they keep signing. They're going to sign another one. A 43-year-old. Rich Hill still available? Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, 44? You get that that starting rotation. He he can be the sixth starter that they talk about, and give those veterans, those younger guys, some more veteran leadership. Gary, I'm gonna cut you off here.
3: <laughs>
0: I think that uh, boys, I think that this is about Tommy Edmond's status for opening day, and I could also see Brandon Crawford being dumped uh, a month into the season once Tommy Edmond shows that he's healthy, he's ready to go. This this to me is just a break glass in case of emergency signing. <laughs> in case Mason Wynn also gets hurt, and then you're off Blank Creek without Up a paddle.
3: It. No, I mean, it's,
0: it's not even Mason Wynn get, not not being productive. It'd be about Mason Wynn who being does hurt. that.
2: Who does that – I mean, because he's probably going to be on the opening day roster now, right?
0: Who's so, that? Crawford? Brandon Crawford. If Tommy Edmonds not, yeah. So, mm-hmm.
2: so you're saying – okay, so Tommy Edmund wouldn't be. All right, I was going to ask, who is the person that is losing out? It's him being here to me it again,
0: I think this is about Tommy Edmund. And and if you disagree, by the way, if you think this is something else, please leave us a mic drop via the one on one ESPN app. It's one hundred percent free to use, so download the app if you haven't already. Leave us a mic drop bottom bottom right hand side of the the app. If you think that this Brandon Crawford signing is is about something else, something I'm overlooking, CDs overlooking, Bradford's overlooking, great. But to me, is
2: told you what it is.
0: Okay, <laughs> they're ahead of the curve. You got to respect Head of what curve. The veteran signing curve. <laughs> Anthony Stalter.
2: They're signing as many vet. The the, the, the you didn't realize is when the rules change. The more veterans you have, you get more opportunity. It's just something crazy. Don't worry about it. Just trust me on this. They're just trying Carrie, to sign as many. That's not a vet- thing. No, it, it, I, I'm sure it is. What, like I read it somewhere. Yeah, like the more that you get another draft pick later on if you sign more older guys. Something crazy. I don't know. It, I think this no? isn't uh, an old folk <laughs> home. Why? You got to keep, well, you keep your to keep your roster up. Huh? Why, why are they signing him then? I, I don't thought maybe know. I thought maybe they got something out of it.
4: There is one more aspect oh, to consider. Detail. Do you honestly believe that if Brendan Donovan were totally healthy and not rehabbing, specifically the arm, the elbow, what have you, there's your emergency shortstop. That's I what agree. I think. Yeah, and there you go. So, so okay, both so them hurt.
0: You're right, Brett. So it's about it's about Bre- it's about uh, it's about Tommy Edmond and Brendan Donovan's injury hurt. situation. Yeah. i don't think brandon crawford gets to may on this roster
2: but didn't you know that this offseason like didn't you didn't you know i, I mean i guess either i think way. they were
0: they, my read on it would be they were expecting that tommy Edmond would be back already yeah or at least trending a lot better the yeah. smoke started to billow months ago on this yeah. people started asking like wait a second tommy Edmond's not completely healthy Tommy Edmond's not Wait, no, swinging yet. Let's start over. Wait, Tommy Edmond had surgery. Tommy Edmond had surgery.
2: Wait, what? When did he have surgery? Oh. Oh. When's he gonna? You mean if you had a, a postseason conference, we would have mm-hmm. probably news conference. We may have learned that,
0: huh? Well, you know those things, uh, yeah. especially after a losing season, your fan base is irate. You don't want to talk to people. You don't want to don't those those talk people? To, exactly with you guys. So you we're know my, Cincinnati. you know my rule on, <laughs> yeah, just, you know my rule on Cardinals injuries, right? What's that? Whatever the injury is, and they tell us their status, you have to multiply that by about a 1,000. Because it's not true? Well, it's true-ish. Okay. So if they say Tommy Edmond should be ready by opening day, you got to figure that Tommy Edmond won't be swinging a bat until May. Oh, no.
2: That's that's
0: not good. If they tell you, hey, this knee injury is serious, just go ahead and assume death.
2: Whoa.
3: If just, they're telling you this is a serious not injury. Not surgery,
2: just death. Yeah, that's that's one way to gauge it, I guess.
3: Got
0: to multiply it by a uh, thousand. Okay,
2: and I, by the same token, I'm...
4: there is no risk here. The only risk is if you're actually leaning on past profile and cachet. Right, you're not luring Brandon Crawford away from the Giants in 2021, the last time he played in more than 120 games. If you have a defined role and a limited one at that for him. There's no problem here. Mm-hmm. There's no problem. Yes. Let's shift it to the rink. The Blues back in action tomorrow, heading to Canada, of course, to take on the Winnipeg Jets, trying to get that bitter taste of the 6-1 defeat over the weekend in Detroit out of the collective mouth. And for that game, gentlemen, Justin Falk, back presumably on the blue line, activated today from injured reserve. He is up. On the other hand, that means matt kessel has to go back down to springfield interesting
0: roster maneuver bradford i thought you brought up a great point about them protecting Tucker because you because carrie you had mentioned it. Hey, you got to have sam sam um, not sam uh, Perunabic. scott prunovich scott thank you you got to have scott prunovich on the roster for x amount of games so that he he doesn't you don't have free agent status for right. him by the end of the year that makes sense but you're right you're trying to protect Tucker, who really hasn't done anything for you know, because what you've got the contract, you're trying to protect the contract. That's why you're sending Kessel down. Kessel's been very impressive. I know he's had some some of those his kind of his rookie moments. Saturday which was are, one of them.
2: Which are just so going to happen, happy.
0: right? Yeah. It's going to happen. We've seen Tory Krug, a veteran of how many years in the league, have have issues too. Yeah. So you're not going to sit here and start to nitpick a 23 year old who's been otherwise very impressive.
4: Yeah, and you wouldn't have any qualms with this whatsoever if Kessel had been in and out of the lineup he's part of a rotation he's a bottom pairing defenseman that hasn't been the case Tucker when he has been plugged in sporadically the same thing can obviously be said of a Callie Rosen here for a cup of coffee they're getting 10, 12 maybe 14 minutes on a nightly basis Matt Kessel has been playing upwards of 18 to 20 mm-hmm. he's been in that secondary pairing which makes it make even less sense right
2: it makes you wonder why why they did that? Like, what was the purpose of it?
0: Unless they felt as though that with Justin Falk back, he's going to get those minutes, so might as well. C- but you he know. was
2: playing when Falk was playing before. Look, Gary, I'm just trying I'm to make sorry. sense of I something know. that doesn't make sense to All me. This right, trying to help, trying to figure it out myself, sir. Hey, had a rough showing
4: Detroit, arguably his worst game sure. of the season. So this makes it maybe a little more palatable.
3: <laughs> the,
0: <laughs> that list is long of the players who had their worst game
3: in I mean, Detroit. Hey.
0: come on. <laughs>
2: Bull Duke scored though. That was pretty he nice. did. Yeah. There you go. That was a yeah. that, uh, that was exciting.
0: That's right. You did say you yeah. said to start the show. You go. There was nothing good to take away, and yeah, I was yeah. like, Kerry's right." There was nothing I to take away. Yeah, we kind of forgot Zachary about Bullduke. Bull Zachary Excuse me. No, Zachary Zachary. Yeah. Bull Duke scored his first goal. What's Congratulations goal. to the kid. He'll what? never forget that day. No. What's, with, uh, what's with
4: what's with yeah. recent Blues stars and phenoms scoring their initial <laughs> NHL goals in absolute blowouts?
0: Thomas <laughs> Skyver?
3: Yeah. Well, you yeah, get it however you yeah. can. First, First one.
0: <laughs> Welcome to the Blues.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: ish. Welcome to the Blues. We'll uh, we'll, fi- we'll find our game. At some point. In March. It's, it's, it was February, then it was on March it's now.
2: It's going to be too late.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So uh, there was a controversy in collegiate sports over the weekend that made me say, why can't we just use common sense here? That's next on One Hundred and One ESPN.
1: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Tom's Tire and Auto Centers on One Hundred and One ESPN. Wake didn't drop the ball. You have to have a plan in place whether it's create a blockade with your security so the students on both ends can't get on the court, but you've got to have something in place. We played Duke, college game day game, my next to last year. Fortunate enough to win. The day before, there was a full plan and a meeting where they had exactly what was going to happen. We're fortunate enough to win this game X, Y, and Z. And you know what? Virginia Tech executed it absolutely perfectly. Wake Forest and their administration, shame on you because you should have had something in place to make sure, most important thing, the security of the visiting team.
0: So that was Seth Greenberg, ESPN college basketball writer and former coach, talking about the, of course, the Kyle Filipowski injury for Duke. He's their best player. He was on the court when Wake Forest beat Duke. Unfortunately for me, it's a two and a half point favorite because I had him in. You bet, I Duke, I Duke, and bet the board. I told you that line didn't make any sense. You're right. Still doesn't. Yep. Yeah. Uh, So Wake wins, and then, of course, the fans storm the court because it's Duke and it's Wake, and Kyle Filipowski gets hurt. Now, Kerry, you've had this, like, scoff on your face listening. You had it during the Seth Greenberg comments, and now I'm looking at you now, and you've got this expression on your face. So I'm going to shut up for a second because maybe you have a different take on this whole situation than I do.
2: There was a different view. Of the entire ordeal, mm-hmm. where it looked to me as though Kyle Filipowski is the one that initiated the contact with the young person that was running on the court, and therefore injuring himself. Mm. Is it is it ideal ideal to have people running on the court? Probably not, but it's it's college sports. That's what they do. They do it. They do it in in, in college football. They run on the field. They 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 run on the court when you beat a a top team. That's part of the enjoyment of playing collegiate sports you don't get that anywhere else. So I don't necessarily have a problem with it. Get you guys off the court, get you guys out of the way. But he initiated the contact. And now it feels like that he's playing the victim. Oh, I'm hurt. You stuck your foot out and pushed the kid. At least that's what it looked like to me. (laughs) And so if you got hurt, dummy, you probably shouldn't have done that. That kid wasn't trying to run into you. He was running to celebrate and got a foot stuck out and a, a a, a a forearm shiver.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And now you're hurt. Okay. Whose fault is it? I mean, I like, get To, if, to, if, to, if, to yeah, make a big ordeal about, oh, you shouldn't be storming the court. They we shouldn't. Nah. Come on. It's college sports. It's one of the. Let's use some common sense. No, 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 no. It's one of the beautiful things about beautiful. college sports. Yes. To be able to celebrate with people, with your with your classmates that are, that just beat and Alabama in football or just beat a Duke in basketball. It doesn't get much better than that. Carrie, That's a special
0: moment that you never forget. Special moment? This is Wake Forest and Duke exactly. on a Saturday morning. Who? Wake, Wake Forest, Forest and Duke. And Wake Duke. Forest was favored in the game. You're but storming the court Duke. like Appalachian State, Michigan. And you that I could see. Too. You should have done it then, too. That I could see. But well, this, is a, this is a late February ACC game. Which makes it all the better. And, I mean, come on. Let's use some common sense. I
2: didn't have a problem with it. Like I said, the young man Kyle Filipowski stuck his looked to me as though he stuck his foot out. Okay, Carrie,
0: let me let me appeal to your your athle, your, your uh, athletic nature. Yeah. Okay, your comp your your competitive fire.
3: Yeah,
0: your, you Carrie Davis, following a Steelers loss, somebody now is rushing onto the onto the field to celebrate. Now, I know it's professional sports, yeah. a little different, but you're angry. You're ticked off. You spent all week preparing for your opponent, and yeah. you lose. And now you got some Nimrod that is that is rushing the court to celebrate, it's, rushing the fields.
2: For me, yeah, it's one thing if that participant ran directly at the player and was antagonizing him. Mm-hmm. It didn't look like to me that that young person was running at the Duke player. It looked like he was running to celebrate and got tripped.
0: You, Kerry Davis. You have to be as a competitor that I know you to be. Yeah,
2: as a professional athlete, as a collegiate athlete, you have to be better in that situation. You can't let your emotions get you to the point where you're making, where you're doing something like that. And that's something that you're taught. You, you, you are. You are expected. There is more expected of you than an idiot. And I'm not calling this young person an idiot, but idiots that may be running on the court or running on the field and antagonizing you. You still have more at stake than they do in most instances. And so, you know, to whom much is given, much is required. That's part of the – you're a professional football player or you're a collegiate basketball player at Duke University. That's the expectation. I you can't respond that way.
0: I don't think – the the Kerry Davis that I know, my brother from another mother <laughs> – You'd be it You'd be handing out some some forearm shivers if, in that in that same scenario.
2: If they were attacking me, if they were if if somebody I mean, Legarrette Munt punched somebody in the face. It was a player, yeah. but if a player or a person was running to me and antagonizing me, I may respond. But in that situation, I'm, I'm solely talking about this situation. Mm-hmm lapowski looked like he tripped the young person all right fine and pushed him down and then he got injured and oh you shouldn't be storming the yeah. court don't stick your foot out
0: idiot Get I still out the way I still don't think I still don't think you should be storming the court uh-huh. I just don't it's you gotta works. protect you gotta protect the athletes they, they, with, without the athletes we're not we're not able to watch there's nothing to watch I think you have to protect the athletes especially when the you,
2: athlete needs to protect himself as well I think you tried to he,
0: no I think you tried to no
2: I I trust me Everybody's I,
0: around you you just lost a game. I've seen some intentional trips in my life. And now you got some more rushing the court. He, he intentionally tripped the young person. What does it I mean what it, you're talking about the collective composure you have to have. This was this yeah. is not part of but the game.
2: It, it's not part afterwards. of the game. It's part of your life. That's the expectation when you are a professional athlete or a collegiate athlete. That's part of the expectation. You cannot do certain things that kids on campus can do. Mm-hmm. Just you just can't you know you you understand it it comes with it and you accept it and you move forward and you you do the things that you're supposed to do he should not have responded that way he should have got out of the way got to the locker room and sat down and heard what his coach had to say in my opinion
0: i think it's absolutely embarrassing that they stormed the court oh, in that on. situation come on you did not win the ACC you did not you certainly didn't win
2: it's a national duke. championship
0: you didn't even pull off a massive upset in the first round of the ncaa it's tournament duke you stormed the court me. in a late february game where fine. your team was favored
2: uh, what What are the records of duke and,
0: and wake Forest is having wake a forest. decent year it's still
2: wake forest sir don't and rush the court that spot I'm, no i don't have
0: a problem with it what do you think of seth greenberg's comments though about how wake Forest has got to be a little bit more prepared for that because we've seen we've seen a lot of you should court stormed, and we don't we don't see this. We don't not, see you're it not 100%. going to be able to stop it. Like
2: it's too many people. You don't have enough security. Yeah. To stop five hundred thousand people running on the court.
0: What if you put up like uh, like fences, like tase fences? So uh, they go yeah, they go through think, it, they I don't get
2: think tased. That's legal? I don't think you should do that. That's probably illegal. something to think about. No, nah, I don't think about that.
0: Like legal? You have to hand uh. every fan a shock collar. <laughs> And then you put up electric fence. I, I would say no. So no. if you want to storm the court, you're now thinking, well, "Hey, once you get through do the I want to
2: shock? You're okay from what I, if you have a dog, I think that they." Well, you they ramp run it run up, but you shock.
0: ramp it up a little bit, right? We're talking about human beings. And I don't, the, I don't, I don't think you, that that's the you way. You ramp to go. it up a little bit, mm-hmm. and then you have to decide: Is no. this the game that I want to storm the court and get tased?
2: And if it's Duke, probably you probably <laughs> accept it. Not right no. Anthony, I, I've in college. No. I have crossed some. <laughs> yeah, just trust me. Yeah, hey, barbed wire fences. What is that? Nah. I think Come on.
4: there is a dilemma. Oh. There's a dilemma barbed here, though, wire guys. Fence.
2: Whatever. We we'll get over it.
4: There really is a problem because before the bulk of these schools conferences can think of solutions, become solution oriented, you need to have some policies in place. And ESPN, if you go to the main page this morning, actually ran a report. More than half of the major conferences in the NCAA, more than half of the 32, they don't even have policies, protocol, a clear and defined way to be able to handle any sort of crowd control. And because of the uptick, because of the increase and a rapid one at that, that we have seen in recent years, at the very least, you know that you're cognizant of these situations. What are you going to start to do about them? Because this is this a tip of the iceberg sort of situation before we have. An even more rough you
0: know result
4: yeah, or are we just continuing to trend along this path while doing nothing that's right. the issue
0: right what what happens what happens, Gary? when I don't know uh Maryland upsets Illinois, and Illinois's best player goes down be, because oh, well, maybe you get a situation you get trampled. They're not going to tremble. I'm just saying, Kerry. Nah, come on.
2: How many injuries have you heard of? One. Exactly. Kyle How Filipowski. many times have they stormed the court? Uh, a million. All right.
4: You know who's doing it right? I have not once this season felt in any danger at Mizzou. <laughs>
5: there <laughs> you go. Not
0: once, and I've been there five times. Bradford, That, that might be for a different reason. Oh. Wait, what? <laughs> Boy, since we have a minute. Wow. What? I mean, wow. Well, Do you have a conference win yet? It's not happening, Anthony. What, what, they, what a massive disappointment coming off of that year, last year. I was all in on Dennis Gates. Me too. I was on that train. <clears throat> and it, it just, I mean, for, for me, Braver, you, you've got a, a more of a beat on the team. But for me, it's like he, he, had, he had players that fit his system a year ago. Sure. And this year he does not. And the whole thing just fell apart. You underestimated just how much the veteran leadership meant
4: to the group. It was everything. You had 2 NBAers. You didn't know it at the beginning of the season in Kobe Brown and Des Moines Hodge. And then you had somebody, too, like a DeAndre Golston with that knack for hitting clutch shots. They don't have anyone like that. And that's said with all due respect to Sean East. He put up 30 points against Arkansas over the weekend. Noah Carter is solid, too. But the difference is that last year, guys, they were role players. Now you are being thrust into star making situations. And you simply don't have the toughness on the interior you don't have the shooting to even kick it out to guys in the corners and (laughs) I will say this now that we have no idea as to whom the next AD is actually going to be at the University of Mm. Missouri-Columbia Dennis Gates was Desiree's hire Uh all of a sudden that leash does get at least a little it gets a little shorter it gets a little short. okay. You'd better hit with the incoming class and also the portal because the latter of which in that area, you failed last I year. I just
3: want
2: to say, you see how things change in one year. So when people get mad at me for talking about Mizzou has to have another, Mizzou football has to have another successful season, Dennis Gates had a hell of a year last year. Mm-hmm. And they stink right now. And the narrative has changed in about 12 months. When I talk about Mizzou football, they call me a hater. Oh, you're just hating the Mizzou. No, I'm not. I'm just telling you how life goes. If you don't have success, people want to fire you, and they don't care what you just did a year ago. So, Mizzou But do football, you have that same
0: expectation for, like, everybody?
2: Yes. Well, in Illinois, we haven't had winning seasons, so but I don't have high expectations. that's different, You have no
0: expectations for Illinois.
2: None. Well, I expect them. Well, you might be right. A little to no expectations well, for Illinois I, I football. I have some expectations.
0: What that they, they show up?
2: They'll be there. They'll have a schedule. They'll, they'll be play in the orange schedule. and blue.
0: Yeah, that and is. They'll be it, ready. Though. And sometimes they'll wear white. So, in defense of Mizzou fans that don't that don't want to hear your rhetoric, they don't want to hear me talk about
2: Mizzou at all. No, they don't because I don't care.
0: you 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 do the reverse thing what that you they? do with the glasses with the Cardinals. You put the glasses on, like you do the re- whatever reverse of that is I don't hate with Mizzou. Mizzou. I tell you the, go the other way.
2: I love my Cardinals. You don't speak ill of them at all. Okay, sir? If I have to.
0: So why would you protect a mid-team like that? The mid? Oh, well, a
2: mid-team? What are you talking about, mid-team? We just signed Brand- three-time All-Star Brandon Carver. He's going to, in case. Do the last All-Star game. Ed, you don't worry about that, sir. In case of emergency break glass, that's what he's going to be there. Matt Carpenter, these guys are veterans. Hang on, let me try to get lead. this right.
3: There it is. There we go. Yes. You were listening the other day, Brandon. For nice Lynn, job. Kyle Gibson. Mm
2: -hmm. veterans these guys bring depth to a clubhouse you know what they missed last year depth veteran leadership and they got plenty of it plenty to spare now they can give they can give away some veteran leadership but they're not they're gonna keep they won't they won't they don't need to because the cardinals are ahead of the curve and eventually anthony stalter you sir will understand what it means all right
0: so uh and thomas benched over the weekend's how would you feel about that? The job that Drew Bannister's doing now that they lose six to one to the Detroit Red Wings, we'll get into that next on 101 ESPN. We're
1: right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dom's Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
0: They're not the only players. You know, we had a large group of players, obviously, that didn't show up when he beat six one on the road. You know, we'll we'll address it within the room and we'll move forward on it. But as a group, we have to be better. That was Drew Bannister following the 6-1 loss to the Detroit Red Wings over the weekend. Of course, Drew Bannister, the Blues interim coach, he who benched Kyru and Thomas. I, I got no issue with it. We we saw him bench Pavel Bucinevich when he got called for three straight hooking calls early on when, when he first took over. It was one of one of his first games, if not his, his first game. We know that Doug Armstrong is looking for accountability when it comes to his head coaches. He said that when – Craig Berube was was fired, mm-hmm. and Drew Bannister took over. I want coaches that are going to hold the players accountable. Okay, great. So that's what Drew Bannister's doing when he benches guys like Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas. Maybe I'm looking too big picture on this though. Is it going to help you win games? Is it going to help you be consistent? Um, I would say no. I don't mind that he does it, but unless un- unless you figure out why you why you're winning games and why you're losing games. You're going right, to bench that, you're going to bench guys all the time then. Well, for efforts like this. You
2: have to have effort. Like that's the one thing as a professional athlete, as an athlete in general, you can't control what your opponent does. You can't control how fast they are, how big they are, how strong they are, but you can always control you and your effort. And if they aren't giving great effort, then as a coach you have a decision to make. And I think, you know, it's easier, it must, trust me, it's much easier to sit a guy when you're down six to one or you're down four to nothing in the right. first period, it, oh man, it makes life much easier. You know, I had a couple of guys I had to sit out in a game, set them out for the first, like first quarter. Oh, we're beating the hell out of these guys. First half, you won't play the whole first half. It, <laughs> it, it makes the decision much easier to keep them on the bench. Hell no, you didn't do good. You sit over here. You stay over. Here. But but if you are in a game or you know if you're up by a lot or down by a lot, it makes it a lot easier. I think what it also does is send a, a signal to the rest of the team. Now. The question is do guys really believe that if there was a crucial moment he would still sit those guys? Mm. Because again, like I said, it's much easier when you're getting your teeth kicked in sure. to say you are the reason or part of the reason why we're not winning or why we're not playing well. This you sit your here fault. you sit here and hang out with me. But are you as a team do you do your do your players trust you enough to say, no, this guy is serious, he doesn't care. He wants the best effort every single night and if you're not giving it you're going to be watching the game from the best seats in the house. Now you 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 got the best seats. But you're going to be watching the game from there. Yeah. And so I think that that's a hey, I do like that he did it. I like that he's done it multiple times. But the purpose of it is to get guys to respond. And if you're doing it and people aren't responding, then it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And he he's 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 in a position now where he's fighting to maybe get a long-term deal, like uh, sign an extension or, or be named, have the interim tag taken off. Decisions like this can make or break, because if you sit in superstars, like, hell with this guy. this guy here. Right. It be- makes it a difficult task.
4: Between two head coaches now, you now need more than one hand to count the number of times this has happened to Jordan Cairo. What made Saturday different for me was that you were referring to Robert Thomas, who right. by all accounts, he's a weekly guest on this station. On the opening drive he is the face for all intents and purposes of your marketing campaigns he is the guy you're putting out there front and center so it resonates and it does hit a little bit differently in my opinion if just we're talking about an isolated circumstance Gary it's a 6 to 1 game I understand all that but this is to some degree I think fundamentally different than even a Buchnevich. obviously a Kyrie. Kasperi Kapanen he hasn't exactly been relevant for the past two weeks or so. so when he misses the entire third period, people aren't taking notice. People almost expect this to happen once in a while now with Jordan Cairo. Robert
0: Thomas? That's nice. a different matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah I mean <laughs> at some at some point though, you have to be able to understand why this why this why you're, why you're losing the way you are.
2: What's the well do tell. Because I I
0: am for me, I I said it. Kerry, I said it. The opening segment. I think. I think you've got a Golden State Steph Curry situation on your hands here. Steph. When Steph Curry, the 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 Warriors, this version of the Warriors is if Steph Curry is brilliant, we're going to win games, and if he's brilliant for five games, we'll probably win five games in a row because this version of the warriors with clay thompson with the multiple injuries and it's you know he's going to be a free agent he's going to be done draymond green can only do so much if steph curry is brilliant offensively in a given game given night you're good right if jordan binnington is brilliant especially early in a game like he was against the islanders and you wind up scoring first you're good if he gives up one early, like he did in uh, what was it, a half a second or something like that, on uh, against Detroit, felt yeah, like it. Twenty-three seconds,
2: thirty-three seconds.
0: That was that seems it way longer than quick. it felt.
2: Yeah, and then they scored three more. That's correct. Very quickly.
0: So when that happens, it it feels as though that the wheels come off early. Everything gets you know shaky and blurred, and y- you don't have anything else to fall back on. You know what the Blues need? Veteran
2: leadership. <laughs> they do. They have Braden Shen. They need more older guys, as the Cardinals have hired, as they have signed. They clearly are paving the way. That's the answer, huh? Sign older guys, Mm. 38-year-olds, 39-year-olds. That's the key. That's the key.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, Kerry, I think you're onto something. I I don't know how many 38, 39-year-olds are in uh, the NHL. I don't
2: don't know what what these guys are looking at, clearly.
0: You you should scour the league to make sure you're bringing those guys in, especially at the trade deadline. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, Kerry, I, I don't know if I'm right with the Bennington thing. I think I'm probably more right than you are, though, when it comes to bringing in 38 or 39ers okay. uh, an and opinion. fixing it. Yeah. It's no, an opinion. It is.
2: It's, it, it, you're <laughs> entitled to it. You know, it's okay. Mm-hmm. We don't have to agree here. All right. Fair but enough. If you want to win, yeah, bring the older guys in. Uh, That's the motto of the St. Louis Cardinals. All right. Fair enough. You didn't know that. I thought you were going to say put Booby in. Him, too. And yeah, Booby Miles was amazing. Booby Miles. Booby Miles was <laughs> amazing.
4: Moral of the story: The Blues need a Booby Miles.
0: <laughs> they do. I don't know how we got there, <laughs> but you know what? Sure, I'm all for it. Hey, in about 20 minutes or so, we we will be airing some of your mic drops. We had asked you what your thoughts were on the Brandon Crawford signing. I, I had said that this is this to me is more about Tommy Edmond than it is about anything else. If you have, if you agree or disagree with that, fantastic. If you have a different thought on the Brandon Crawford signing by by the Cardinals. Make sure you leave us a mic job. We want to hear from you today. But we got our NFL four downs next.
1: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
0: So, the big local news is that the Cardinals have signed veteran shortstop Brandon Crawford we don't know the extent of the details but I imagine it's going to be a veteran minimum deal for a year the move brings some depth behind Mason Wynn with Tommy Edmond and his status for opening day being unclear Katie Wu had the the uh, report earlier today and we asked for some of your mic drops you can also hit us up on the Air Carbon Service Tax line 314-399-9646 but just your thoughts to it as the Cardinals signed yet another, another veteran but I, I do think that this is more about, um, you know, Tommy Edmonds' status and Brandon Donovan's status than it is necessarily about Mason Wynn or about even Brandon Crawford. But we will get into this about 10 minutes. So if you want to leave us, leave us a mic drop on that, great. Uh, we'll, we'll start to hit, hit some of your mic drops in about 10 minutes or so. But we've got NFL four downs right now.
1: First down.
4: Harry Anthony as the NFL scouting combine gets underway in Indianapolis the news is that the quarterbacks the two chief prospects there Caleb Williams formerly of USC and Jaden Daniels of LSU neither individual will throw and there's another big time indie spectator of sorts that would be Marvin Harrison Jr the top wide receiver in the class do you envision any sorts of changes to the institution or the setup of the NFL scouting combine moving forward, because that particular weekend or week of events seems to be diminishing more and more with each passing year.
2: No, I think they have it exactly how they want to have it. They have monetized it. They got it on NFL network and they're playing. They're showing you the entire Combine, which used to be a secret, you know, back in the day, where no one knew, you weren't allowed. You had to be special invite to even just sitting there and watch it. So, I don't think they have an issue with what they're doing. Some of these guys don't participate in in the the combine because they know I'm going to be a top five pick. I'm going to be a top ten pick. I'll continue to prepare and show up on my pro day, Mm -hmm. where I'm more familiar, more comfortable in an environment that I've been in for three, four years. And I can have success there and not worry myself about. Now, I'm sure they'll still go through some of the meetings and the physicals and you know, sit down with teams and talk, but I don't really have an issue with guys not participating in the combine if you are a guy that is going to be drafted highly.
0: Yeah, if it can, if it can help you, I think you should do it. I, I also think, too, that the, the NFL combine is more about those meetings than anything else. Unless you're somebody, you know, if you're an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman, and you get on the bench, and you don't have an injury, and you rep, you know, two twenty-five twice. Right. You haven't been working out, so I think or that's you're just not strong, or you're not strong. That yeah. that that's an indication too. So I think I think the combine's more about that as opposed to like quarterbacks that are throwing. You're going to throw at your pro day. You're going to throw. You know, you're probably not going to throw an incomplete pass at your pro day a lot of the times. I don't think teams. I think teams just want to know if you're working out, know if you're taking it seriously more so than. Uh, judging everything off of the combine of your pro day i don't i think teams know that i not. hate
2: i hate when general managers coaches they get you know just so caught up in the performance of a pro day that you forget what that person did on film
0: absolutely yeah. like
2: it, he looks great there's not a point in time where you're going to play football in shorts and a t-shirt where you're going to be if you're laying on your back pushing something up, you probably got big people on you and you're trying to get them off of you. Like, you, you never lay on your back on the football field and right. push people up. None of those. That it's doesn't, just
0: about strength and it's about making sure, again, you're and working out.
2: But, again, I I want to see what they do on film. Yes, I want to see how well they perform versus players that are as good as them or, or better than them. That's the thing that I'm gonna take more stock in as opposed to now if he comes out and I have questions, I think he might be a four six guy and he runs a four four. Okay. Yeah. That definitely triggered something. Or if I did think he was a four four guy and he ran a four seven, mm-hmm. that might send some alarms as well. But I'm still going to look at the film. If he's pulling away from people on film, maybe he just doesn't run well right when it's like taking a test. Some people just aren't good test takers. Very true. So I, I, I put more into what the film shows me as opposed to what this um, this combine will. Yeah. Spe-
4: speaking of which, Kerry, where do you stand on the test? Because if nothing else, last year C.J. Stroud essentially made a mockery of all of those who criticized his yeah. score on the old Wonderlic.
2: Yeah, does. I mean, clearly, he's a football player, and mm-hmm. he showed it on the football field. Like, I. I if I got to sit here and take a test and you want me to get a certain number of questions answered in a certain amount of time, yeah. maybe I don't feel like taking it. Maybe I'm tired. Maybe I'm not good at taking tests. Maybe I have a level of stress when it comes to taking tests. But that doesn't mean I got stress when it's a linebacker blitzing and I can stand in that pocket and throw it. So, again, watching film tells me more. All these other things should just be things you add on. It shouldn't be the one thing that you look at and say, ha, ah, that's the answer because if that's what you were looking for that's what you were going to find yeah so film and then if the, the the questions are answered at the combine and at the pro day then you know what you got
1: second down
4: on to another veteran signal caller let's ride into two more super bowls appearing on the i am an athlete podcast with brandon marshall if i'm not mistaken Denver Broncos quarterback, Russell Wilson, who knows exactly where he's going to land this coming season or thereafter, indicated that not only does he want to or plan on rather winning a pair of additional Lombardi trophies, trying to go after the ultimate prize, he's willing to basically go wherever that journey will take him. Russell Wilson's viability as a starter next season in the NFL, guys, what is he going to do?
0: I mean, who's going to pay him? Who's going to pay him? Who's going to take that contract? Who wants him based on what you have seen? It's not just on the field, it is off the field. He's not self-aware. I I don't Hey, look, you, you have to have confidence, right? When nobody else believes, you believe. You at least believe in yourself. He's got that in droves. I well, well done there, Russ. You should be teaching motivation. You should be you should be doing motivational spe- speeches somewhere. You should you should be down in one of the hotels having your like annual Motivational speech yeah, banquet. Talk. Yes, you could do that. You don't. But think you he's can't play be, quarterback. You, you can't play quarterback anymore. Why? Enough. Why? Yeah.
2: Somebody's gonna. Did, somebody. The, the Broncos watch, are gonna have to pay him. Did you watch him play?
0: I did. It was, it was Sean nice. Payton did everything possible to make sure that that Russell Wilson was out of the game plans. Even when they started to play well, you watch those games. He did everything possible to make sure that Russell Wilson really didn't have to play quarterback. Go back and watch those games. The throw, the throws were were fairly easy. Did Russell Wilson make some? Play? Yeah, of course. But Sean Payton told you everything you needed to know about the status of Russell Wilson. Then when you get to the contracts, yeah, and you're looking at dead cap money of f- f- nearly fifty million in 2025, eighty five million back? this year. Nobody no he's gonna take on that contract he's gonna be in denver he's gonna be back i
2: I don't know why people think uh, he's going to the steelers do you think the pittsburgh steelers are gonna pay 40 million dollars for russell wilson
0: if i'm the steelers i'll 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 call chicago i'll see what they want for justin fields justin fields to me would be a, a more exciting option than what i currently have on the roster and certainly more so than russell wilson when all is said and
4: done, I want a 30 for 30 or an untold special on Russell Wilson in Seattle once he made his first Pro Bowl. Think about that for a second. Probably pretty interesting, all things considered. Yeah. What we have come to discover, at least what we think.
0: Certainly.
3: Probably a jerk.
0: Yeah, but in a different way. Yeah, You know what I mean? You're a jerk, you're a jerk. Like, but there's different ways yeah, to be a jerk.
2: But, you know... If passive aggressive jerk is worse. I agree. Is the worst type of jerk. Yeah. Like, oh, no, yeah, he's good. Right. But you just don't talk to him. Oh, yeah. you're, no, no,
0: no, no. you're blanking with me right no, now. No, I man. know you're blanking with me no, right no, now, no, but no. you can look at me and tell me that, no, 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 no. no, no, no. Yeah, Right.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll, what time is it? Yeah, I'll, I'll show up. Mm-hmm. And then never show up. Yep. Yeah, no, no, we're good, buddy. I'll, yeah, sure, buddy. Sure, pal.
0: Right. Never. never Nobody had his me. number in Seattle? Yeah, whatever. He's He's done. What a weird. What a weird thing. What a weird storyline for Russell Wilson.
4: Just leave the baby future out of this. Third down. The Chiefs and Andy Reid expected, according to multiple sources, to begin negotiations shortly on a new contract. It would make the 65-year-old the NFL's highest-paid coach. That's right, he isn't already. So going into next season, talk about a realistic shelf life for Andy Reid to remain at the controls in KC.
0: So... I, uh, look. Like, I think he could coach for the next three to five years if he wants to. What's stopping him? Sixty-five. I mean, he's
2: probably. I, I would say at least five more, and and try to squeeze as much juice out of this as possible. Yeah. If you are, if you got one of the greatest quarterbacks to to, to play the game, mm-hmm. man, the hell am I leaving? I can. This is. On, they're on autopilot at this point. Yep. Like there's still work that has to be done, obviously, and there's things that they have to do and and stay you know in shape and in mindset and, and do all of those things but this is a program that is it, it's running on its own yeah like and and andy Reid is just guiding it he no longer has to you know jerk the steering wheel he's just he's just riding along mm-hmm. and patrick Mahomes is the captain and he's just just sitting hey buddy what do you need i got you hey what do you want to do okay yeah mm-hmm. we can do that it, it feels easy
0: it feels it you. shouldn't they, it shouldn't be but no it, it feels easy all those years in as, as an assistant all those years in Philadelphia all that criticism you got Mahomes, you got three Super Bowls you might as well keep going if you have a passion for it keep going and Andy Reid seems to love the challenge I mean last last year was a challenge in and of itself just because you it wasn't smooth at all You you got to the you, let's let's not forget you had you had to win what two road games just yeah. to get to the super bowl you had to go yeah. to buffalo you had to go to baltimore you're a dog in both situations <laughs> there first time with patrick mahomes as an underdog on afc championship or maybe not an under but certainly a road team on on uh championship sunday you got there you get to the super bowl you win that you come back i mean i if you're andy reed you might as well just keep going if he loses the pass he gets bored whatever then walk away but no reason to stop now. I would have hired Eric me back, so he can really. I can just sit there. And
2: yeah, where do you go? Do you go to college? UCLA. He That's went back right. home. Okay. UCLA, right? Yeah.
4: Yeah. Interesting. Where he started 20 years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Coach really? Yeah.
2: Really? I didn't know that.
3: <laughs> wow.
4: Interesting career path, circuitous.
0: That is interesting to see Bieniemy go there. Wink Martindale go to Michigan. You're seeing some NFL coordinators go to go to the collegiate ranks.
2: Whatever they're paying Anthony, that's true too. That's yeah, you're right. Kind of how that goes? Fourth down,
0: last one. Let's take it to the field.
4: Cincinnati reportedly placing the franchise tag. Not a shocking decision here on T. Higgins to retain him for at least one more year. The value will eclipse about twenty million dollars. So you have Jamar Chase, obviously positioned as one of the highest paid and best receivers in the league. We know about Joe Burrow's contract. Joe Mixon in all likelihood on the way out. So is this truly the last ride for this current core of Cincinnati
0: skill players? I would say yes. I, you can't pay both guys because if you're paying both, if you're paying two wide receivers, what are you not paying for? Because you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna be deficient someplace else. Yeah. I would rather be deficient at the wide receiver position, knowing that I have I have a, a, a number one in chase, than be deficient in pass rushers, be deficient along the O-line. I think Cincinnati, if they have the cap space to do this, great. If they can somehow work a manageable deal with T. Higgins, fine. But you can find wide receivers in the draft. Cincinnati has proven that.
2: One of the things that obviously is going to help the um, salary cap going up, you know, you get $30 million more. So -hmm. that that will help. But I do think that at some point it's going to be the end of this run because you just – once you pay the quarterback, everybody else is kind of out there looking for, for whatever is left.
0: You have Chase. Yeah. You yeah. can find they found Tyler Boyd in the draft. They they obviously found T Higgins. They've got a knack for finding wide receivers. You don't need to pay two guys, yeah, just to try to keep the band together here. But you want to? Uh, sure, you want to. Yeah. But he's a rare blend, though. Man, See, he's a really good player. High point. Oh. I mean, if you could, if you could trade him, you know, if you can, Ooh. if 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 you can trade him, get a good deal out of it, you know, get a high draft pick for him. I don't know what the high high would be. You know, probably. You're probably only looking at him as a second rounder, but I would entertain he would that. He'd be
2: somebody's number one.
0: He would, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right, it's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. We are going to get to your mic drops, your text messages on the Brandon Crawford signing of the Cardinals. It's next.
1: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dom's Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
0: Hey guys, so this should have nothing to do with Brandon Crawford. I mean, really, if he has something to do with the season, then the season really is kind of over. This has something
5: to do with the Cardinals not being upfront about Edmund surgery, your starting center fielder, your backup shortstop, and your possibly either backup or starting second baseman. At the top of the order with his bat, and it's all a big secret. And five to six-month recovery? What in the
3: heck did he have done?
0: Lisa brings up really good points. I don't know. The last part, I have no idea. Different people have different recoveries when it comes to surgeries. And when it comes to Tommy Edman and the wrist, who knows? Maybe, maybe it's just it's still too sore. You want to make sure that he he plays the entire season. You're hoping that this is going to be a, a different season, and you're going to be in it late. So if you have to punt the first part of the season, like let's just say April, not that those games don't count. They all they they they, oh, they count the same it. way as the games in September do. But if you're the Cardinals, you want to make sure that your talented center fielder Tommy Edman is good to go and and doesn't rush back. So I can't speak to. The surgery and the recovery. But anybody that has listened throughout today's show knows that I'm in line with what Lisa said. This is signing Brandon Crawford. If you just jump it in your car, you're like, wait a second, who? The Cardinals are signing Brandon Crawford. Yes, that Brandon Crawford, the f- shortstop formerly of the Giants, he only played in one spot. He was a Bay Area kid. He grew up uh, rooting for the Giants. In fact, there's this famous picture of him as a little kid. When the Giants were threatening to move to St. Pete, they were going to move to uh, basically they're going to be the Rays. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to move there. And there's a Sports Illustrated picture of a young Brandon Crawford hanging on the railings at Candlestick Park, saying, "Please don't move the Giants." And they, like, I think they redid that photo with him as an adult playing for the Giants awesome. many years later. He he's he's always been a Giant up to this point, but obviously he feels like he can still play a little bit. This isn't about Crawford. This is about Tommy Edmonds' injury. This isn't and, about Mason Win. Brendan Donovan and Brendan Donovan as well. Because
2: we don't know the extent of how healthy they are or right. when they'll be able to perform at the level you need them to perform.
0: You're assuming that Donovan's good to go because we saw him over the weekends. He had an opportunity to turn a double play. Yeah,
2: but if that's the case, you don't trust Brendan Donovan to play shortstop in a in a in a pinch, in a squeeze. If you if you needed,
0: yeah. I think that he could play
2: shortstop for well, you. You got but... Matt Carpenter to play second base, right? Yeah.
0: No, man, I would like say you. Nolan Gorman over uh, Carpenter. I mean, Nolan
2: has What's to have some days. What's your deal with Gorman? Or, Why don't – I don't have – no, I just want Nolan Gorman to swing a bat, man. Okay. That's all I want. Well, he can play second base for I here. want him to swing a bat. I don't want you bending over, picking up balls. No worry about it. Right. Just swing. Swing hard and swing often. Yeah. And just swing. Don't do much else.
0: You can have Donovan in for a pinch. I think this is, like I said before, I think this is a break glass in case of emergency situation. I think if Mason Wynn suffered some serious injury early in the season and Tommy Edmonds still on the IL or he's down in Memphis, you know, on a rehab assignment, you have a veteran that can step in and you don't have to reshuffle things so much where you have Brendan Donovan as your shortstop and, you know, he's still recovering. I I think that this is just a, a depth move. I don't even think Brandon Crawford lasts the entire season. You don't. If Brandon Crawford's still still on your roster in June or July, something serious went went You're
2: down. Winning. He's you know why? He's a winner.
3: He is that. He is a winner. Yeah. He's
2: a World champion two times. Two times. Yeah. Played on a great San Francisco Giants team. They know how to win. Out. They knew how to win. Bruce mm-hmm. Bochy and those guys. They were good. And that's why they signed him. Bring that veteran leadership, that winning culture. It's what you need what here. Do you keep doing that, Kerry. I don't know, man. Because <laughs> I don't know. Why do you? Why do you keep carrying the? The water. They are trying to find something. They haven't found it. You ever, you, you, what you. have not you ever find been Jordan around? Montgomery's number? You, you haven't been, you're just searching and then you don't know what, what was I looking for? God dog it. And then you go back, oh, my keys. And then you're searching. Oh, they're in my pocket. Like you just, you're just wandering around the house. That's how I envision. Typically I'm Cardinals. hammered
0: in those situations. Well, they, Sir, are you maybe, saying the Cardinals are hammered? Maybe,
2: maybe. That would actually be okay with I, me. You would be okay if yeah. they were. If they're, they're like, listen, I was drunk think when I made Jordan, that move. You think they lost Jordan's number? Jordan Montgomery? Uh, Apparently. You think they, like, hey, Anthony, Jordan Montgomery has not come out and said he wants to be here. That's the difference. If he comes out and says he wants to be here, then they would sign him. You know what Brandon Crawford said? I want to be here. There you go. Sign him up.
0: I want to be here, Lance Lynn and. uh...
2: Sign him up, Sonny Gray. Kyle Gibson. Kyle Gibson style. They want to be here we're
0: open for business there you go doesn't seem like it no, no? not really yeah all right i know justin and luke sent us some mic drops we will continue this uh we'll love to hear from you because hey if we're going to ask for mic drops and you deliver we're going to play them so we still have two more hours of the show left but we got to get to the gauntlet we we need do we need a new one you got one bradford you got one okay one. all right oh we need one all we right. do. so text in 314-399-9646 that's the air Comfort service text line we do need a, a new gauntlet participant so if you want to play cd or i Bradford, I think we gotta eliminate you, right? Because you, you wrote the questions. You uh, wrote most of them.
4: Maybe the Snake Pit doesn't let me forget, so I'm I'm trying to okay. establish that better. You've been worried Next.
0: about the Snake Pit. I'm self conscious. Yeah. <laughs> <I am. laughs> he came in today. He goes, he goes. You know, my number one goal is just to make some headway with the the Snake Pit. I, Look, I'm not Andrew March. We get it. Nobody is. Nobody no.
4: is. But at the same time, we can bring different things to the table. Yeah, but you're Bradford, but you're Bradford Bruns. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Yes, you are. All right. Marshy's fantastic, but so are you. You don't listen The Snake you gave us quizzical earlier. Yeah. Uh, you know, give us new words all the time. Yep. You're good enough. You're smart enough. And gosh darn <laughs> <don't laughs> <mean>. it. <laughs> People like you. People like you. That's right. All right. Gauntlet next I win you spin.
1: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers On 101 ESPN Four warriors Four categories One challenger Can you master the gauntlet? The gauntlet
7: is powered by Master Your
3: hometown source for business communications For more than 30 years Visit master.com
0: 403, your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler with Kerry Davis and Bradford Bruns, who's in for our guy Marsh today. I'm Anthony Stalter, and we welcome in Brad, who's our latest contestant in the gauntlet. What's up, Brad?
5: Good afternoon, fellas. How you doing? We're
0: doing great. How about yourself? Doing great. Doing great. Is this Thanks your... Thanks f- for having me on. Yeah, no, it's our pleasure. Is this your first time in the gauntlet? No, actually, it's my
2: second, and I do have one distinct uh, claim that I don't think anybody will ever get. Uh,
7: okay. I held. I was probably the contestant who was the longest open active contestant in the history of the Gauntlet because I went through three rounds, beat
2: everybody, and then had to wait for you and everybody else to come back from the holidays. So I had to wait a week. <laughs> oh.
3: To play the last round
2: with you, Anthony, and and you smoked me in football. That
0: oh was no! Gosh darn it. So, Sorry, man. Right.
1: It was the layoff. Hey, I got the, I got a title. Like I said, nobody's gonna <laughs> beat that. I was waiting to play the last round for a week.
0: So. Oh wow! <laughs> you're you're like the 0-6 uh, Tigers, basically. You're on the shelf, yeah. man. You had a great team. Yeah, exactly. You're on the shelf. <laughs> you just ran into a buzzsaw. Mm. All right, Were you so. The buzzsaw? Yeah. I guess in this yeah. situation, yeah, I'm the buzzsaw. buzzsaw. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to yeah. mean to sound yeah, so conceited there, but. Yeah, um,
3: yeah,
0: so, anyways, Brad, are you? Is this a revenge spot for you? or Are you going with CD? Because you only have two options today. It's e- it's either me or Carrie.
5: Um, I'm gonna hold off on you. I think i us try to get this
7: CD first.
0: Okay, All I right. figured that. I just pointed at CD. I just fe- I felt right. it, Brad. All right, so CD- yeah, that's fine. Hey, it's your choice. So CD's gonna gonna make his way into the cone of silence. Brad, why don't you go and head, uh, go ahead and tell Brad Bradford uh, to spin the wheel.
1: Bradford, spin that wheel, please.
0: All right, Brad. What are we hoping for? Uh, random or hockey are my special season. Baseball
4: version really
5: weak at football. Okay. Just don't watch NFL ever since they left town.
4: Yeah, we get that a lot. What do we got? You know what it is, Anthony. Is it football? I think every time, no, every time that I'm in here, actually, we've got to random it up, random. don't Random,
0: okay. So, Brad, you were hoping for random or hockey. You did get random, so the wheel decided I'm to be kind that. today. Yeah. So you're going to get four random questions. CD's going to get the same four random questions. Each question is worth two points, unless you or CD ask for the options. Sound good?
1: All right. Absolutely.
0: Do so you just have one sheet? So they are literally hot off the press. <laughs> okay, nice. Uh, do you have a sheet, <laughs> two Just Yeah, okay. All right, here we go, Brad. Question number one. George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and Abraham Lincoln are three of the four presidents on Mount Rushmore. Who is the fourth? That would be Teddy Roosevelt. Final answer? That's my final answer, yeah All right.
4: Question number two. Brad, can you name the lead female actress who appeared in the classic blockbuster Titanic alongside Leonardo DiCaprio?
7: Oh, I can see her. I can see her face. Um, not Naomi Watts. uh, That was
2: was an unusual name.
1: Uh,
2: Oh, it's killing me. Give
4: me the options. I'm not going to remember it. For the record, oh, wait, I got it. I got
5: it. Kate Winslet. I got it. It's Kate <laughs>
0: How About that save, and the, no,
3: door that was was <laughs> the door was big enough.
0: The door was big enough. Final option there, Brad.
3: <laughs> yes, it's,
1: it's Kate Winslet. Sorry, right. I didn't mean to tease you with the options.
0: No, that's all right. Uh, question number three: Whose state nickname is the natural state? Whose state nickname is the natural state? <laughs>
2: i I have no idea i'll take
0: the options on this one all right Rhode Island delaware or arkansas it's not arkansas uh uh
5: 5050 I will go Rhode Island
0: final answer final answer is Rhode Island yeah
4: and finally, Brad, what is the name of the classic children's novel that is about a boy who buys and trains two coonhounds? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know that one. Yeah, yeah. All right, and those are red bone coonhounds, for the record, because that matters. <laughs> is it where the red fern grows, the twisted pines, or a story like no other?
2: I don't know why Twisted pine stuck out of my head. I'll
0: go Twisted pine by Lancer. Okay. All right. Let's welcome back Kerry Davis from the Cone of Silence. Brad, how you feeling?
5: Uh, the first one I felt good about. Um, I felt 50-50. That's about how I feel right now. Okay. All right.
2: I don't know about
0: that. All right. Kerry's back from the Kona Silence right now. How was it?
2: Yeah, me and Ryder were listening to some uh, Mike drops Envisioning people's faces as they were talking. Okay, that's yeah. a fun,
0: that's a fun game. Want to have not played, but yeah, it's, that's that's it's fun. fun. Yeah. All right, Kerry. Pack a lunch, kid. Oh, uh, you got right. random today.
2: Oh come on. Yeah. Come on.
0: It's true. I hate it. Are you ready? Yep. George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and Abraham Lincoln are three of the four presidents on Mount Rushmore. Who is the fourth? Ah. <sighs> mm
2: very good question. Is it one of the Roosevelt's?
0: Give me the options. Your options. Theodore Teddy Roosevelt, Calvin Coolidge, or Franklin Roosevelt. God dog it.
3: (laughs) I
2: knew it. I'm going to go Theodore Roosevelt. Final answer.
4: Okay, Carrie. question number two. It's Oscar season, so this would be fitting. Name the lead actress who appeared alongside leo dicaprio in the blockbuster movie titanic
2: oh man rose but what's her <laughs> real name i know her i see her oh man kate kate not middleton that's a that's a queen or princess right now kate winslet ah is that right final right. answer yeah kate winslet final answer you leave her alone billy zane I think that's
0: it. all right question three Whose state nickname is the natural state? Whose state nickname is the natural state? Uh,
2: I think I know, but give me the options.
0: Rhode Island? No. Delaware or Arkansas?
2: I'm glad I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> Rhode Island, Delaware or, or Arkansas? Arkansas? I feel like Arkansas is like the spring. Let's go, Delaware. Final answer. All right. And finally, Carrie,
4: can you give us the name of the classic children's novel about a boy who buys and then trains two red-bone coonhounds?
2: <laughs> what? <laughs> what the hell is a coonhound?
4: Mandatory rating.
2: Um, options, please.
4: Option A, where the red fern grows. No. B, the twisted pines. Or C, a story like no other. <sighs>
2: Oh, that was clearly wasn't in my reading curriculum. Red Fern. What was the second one?
4: The Twisted Pines.
2: Twisted Pines. Naturally. And what's the last one? A Story Like No Other. That sounds like a Story Like No Other. Let's go see Final Answer. A Story Like No Other. Oh, man. That's not good.
0: All right. Let's go over these. Uh, Question number one. George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and Abraham Lincoln are three of the four presidents on Mount Rushmore. Who is the fourth? Brad, you said Teddy Roosevelt. Carrie, you said Teddy Roosevelt. Correct answer is... That's Teddy Roosevelt. But Brad did not need the options for that one, so he's got a 2-1 lead over Carrie. Name the lead female actress who appeared in Titanic alongside Leonardo DiCaprio. Brad, you said Kate Winslet. Carrie, you said Kate Winslet. Correct answer is... Multiple Academy Award winner, Kate Winslet. Neither of you needed the options God on that did. one, so Brad's still with a one-point lead over Carrie, 4-3. Oh, to three. Whose state nickname is the natural state? Carrie, you were thinking of some state, right. got the options, realized that state was not a part of the options, no. and then decided on Delaware. Brad, you went with Rhode Island after saying, "Quote, I know it's not Arkansas." Correct answer is It would be Arkansas. It would be Arkansas. What? Arkansas yeah. is the correct answer. One Rhode Island. We it it really. yeah, well, well, apparently Rhode Island, I looked this up. Apparently Rhode Island is the Ocean State. Oh, that's the nickname. Who would have thought? Gracious. Yeah.
5: Oh, that's what I thought Brad was no, <laughs>
0: So, <laughs> 4-3. 4-3 Brad with the lead. Comes down to this. What is the name of the classic children's novel about a boy who buys and trains two red coonhounds? Yes. Brad, you said, with the options, Twisted Pines. Carrie, with the options, you went with a story like no other. If it's a story like no other, we've got to walk off. If it's the Twisted Pines, Brad's gonna win by two. If it's where the red fern grows, Brad still wins by one.
1: Brad. You have chosen wisely.
0: Woo-hoo! So, the name of the classic children's novel about a boy who buys and trains two red coonhounds. Is where the red fern grows. I
2: mean, red is in the name, huh? Yeah, yeah probably should have paid. Bradford gave you a little hint
0: on that one.
4: I think Essie Hinton was responsible for oh, that too.
0: <laughs> All right, Brad, congratulations, you win four to three yeah, today Brad. over Carrie. So you'll be back tomorrow. I, we have no idea about Jamie's schedule, so you may you may have to face me, or if Marsh is back, you can take on Marsh. Either way, we'll give you a call.
2: Sounds great. Thanks again. Great job, Carrie. Right. congrats,
0: Brad. Brad. Thank you. See you, buddy. I ah, it's so difficult. It I it, I hate random. Yeah. Nothing true. nothing proves how big of an idiot I am more than random. You just don't know. Nope.
2: You don't know what you don't know though.
0: It's true. But you, you know what? I also like to think this is a learning opportunity.
2: Always. Now yeah. I know the natural state is Arkansas. Yep. I was thinking it was Colorado, but wasn't an option.
0: The natural state, of Colorado.
2: Okay. Yeah. That's where I was going.
0: I'm fine with that. <laughs> All right. Um, so Cody Bellinger has returned to the Cubs. What's the impact on the NL Central? We'll get to that next on 101 ESPN. We're
1: right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. This deal a clear win for the Chicago Cubs. They brought back their best player from last year at much below what his overall asking price was when the offseason began. In the National League Central, this is a major move. With Bellinger signing the attention now shifts to a few remaining free agents, Jordan Montgomery, Blake Snell and Matt Chapman
0: So that was John Morosi talking about the Cody Bellinger deal. ESPN's Jeff Passan was one of the first to report that the Cubs and free agent slugger Cody Bellinger agreed to a three-year, eighty million dollar contract. I had a buddy carry that texted me like I don't know a month or two ago and said, "Hey, why wouldn't the Cardinals be interested in Cody Bellinger? Like three years, $80 million?" I go, "Dude, he's going to get way more than that." Are you kidding me? No, he signed yeah. three years, eighty million. So his there market, as John Morosi noted, was much lower than what he thought he was going to get. I mean, yeah. we we saw. 150 million we saw 175 million over five years and it certainly sounds ridiculous now but the market just never materialized And this goes back to what we were talking about with not only Bellinger but with but also Blake Snell and Jordan Montgomery. they didn't they're not hearing the numbers that they right. they want or they are getting better offers but from worse teams. This is I think part of the problem in Major League Baseball right now if you're a free agent and you want to play for one of the handful of teams and i say handful very loosely there's about five or six teams that are actually going to be competitive and maybe win a world series next year if you want to play for one of them you may have to take a lesser deal and i realize the cubs are not a team that is i don't think they're, they have enough to win a world series or even compete for one but He had a lot of success there last year. Mm -hmm. He obviously felt comfortable there. He completely rehabbed his market after several down years in L.A. It was either this or maybe you go to a a team that is not competitive at all, and then maybe you get your five years, hundred and something million dollars.
2: Well, he got a couple of options. So after this year, he can opt out if if he chooses to do so. Or he can stay in and, and ride the thing out for all three years. I mean, you you have to make a decision on what's best for you, your pockets. And and I guess if you want to win, finding a place where you can play and hopefully win a championship. And maybe you feel like they could do that in Chicago and those other places that you were talking about, maybe not as likely to have an opportunity to be playing uh, come October.
0: Right. The fact that he had opt-outs also illustrates what we're talking about. He wanted more. He wanted more. So if he has another big year, takes another bite at the apple.
2: But he could run into the same issue.
0: Probably will, yeah. quite frankly.
2: A year older. I mean, unless you just have one of those top five M V P type of seasons mm-hmm. and make a push through the playoffs. Yeah. Then maybe you're looking at a, a contract where people will pay you a little bit more. But thirty million dollars a year is not anything to sneeze at. Like that's right. That's good money for the next couple of years. And I think the third year is twenty million. So he's he's going to be A okay. But It's just weird how that all played out. I mean, Jordan Montgomery is still waiting. Blake Snell is still waiting. And I think, you know, Scott Boris being their agent, they have to – clearly, Cody Bellinger had to make a decision like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I want more, but there's just not more out there. Yeah. So now what? I got to take what's given to me and – I don't want to say settle because you're going back to where you were just at last year, but settle for what I don't think my market value is.
0: Yeah. I realize the Cardinals. I look. I'm, I watch them just like you did last year. I realize how bad the Cardinals were a year ago. I think they have an opportunity to go from first to go from last to first because the division stinks. But the Cubs, now that they've added Cody Bellinger again, the Cubs look formid- formidable at least within the confines of the NL Central. You're looking at a lineup that's got Horner, Swanson, Hap, Bellinger, Suzuki, Morrell, and then you get to the bottom there, and they've got guys like you know Jan Gomes and Madrigal. Mm-hmm. but. Their rotation is better than yours. Steel, Tyone, and we are we are kind of factoring in that Imanaga is going to be good coming over from you know the inter- international mar- market. Kyle Hendricks and then Jordan Wicks, or, or maybe they go with Assad, whoever they go with f- fifth. Your trade. Their, their rotation is, is better than yours, not by light years, but it's better. The offense top heavy but we don't know what the the Cardinals offense is going is going to look like cuz the Cardinals offensively weren't as good as what we thought they were going to be coming in from or coming out of spring training last year. But for all intents and purposes this is your this is your your top conver- your top uh competition yeah. in the NL Central.
3: Well,
0: the Reds are young but we'll see. The Pirates aren't trying and the Brewers are, are continue to shed their best players.
2: The Reds surprised some people last year. They didn't had some success. I don't know if it's a foregone conclusion that you can just say the Cardinals will finish first in the division. I, I think we're, we're going to have to f- wait and see. In my opinion, we got to wait and see how well the starting pitchers do, how much better these relievers are, do the hitters actually hit in timely situations. It's a lot of things that I think went wrong last year for the Cardinals that I don't think magically just turned overnight. No, I, so yeah. I, I'm I'm I don't think I am as um, I guess optimistic as you are in terms of that the Cardinals are definitely going to win the division, because they got their butts kicked last year. Yeah. Often. And I just need to see it
0: first before I believe it. But this is you know where I'm coming from, right? If yeah. they were if they were in the in the NL East, no shot. If they were in the AL East, no shot. If they were in the AL West, no shot. If they're in the NL West, no shot. The only reason they have a shot is because they play in one of the central divisions. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So this is less. But they about, played in
2: it last year too, Anthony. I
0: know, but you're, but your <laughs> rotate, but but the rotation was so god awful, and the bullpen was so god awful last year. I I do factor in that your bullpen is a lot better this year, at least projected. So I do believe that this offense is more than capable of being dangerous. Mm-hmm. I do think the rotation, while older will be improved from a year ago so if I factor those things in on top of the fact that the NL Central stinks that's where I come to the conclusion where it's like hey I I think there could be a very quick turnaround here and guys the
4: team to me that possesses this is no great secret or surprise the most intrigue potential upside Would be the Cincinnati Reds because you also you don't know exactly what you're going to get from that rotation. You have guys like a hunter green high draft picks, but those guys have not been able to either stay healthy or demonstrate what they could do at the major league level for a full season. Milwaukee, the team that has been your direct competitor for the past five plus years ships Corbin burns out. Therefore, in reason, you'd think that you'd have even a more representative chance of competing for the division crown. This is almost a counterpunch or counter move by Chicago just to ensure it remains as relevant near the top of the division because starting rotation aside, and we'll see exactly what you're able to get from the import there in the starting five, the offense still needed that big bopper. And Mm -hmm. who really knows if Bellinger is going to be able to give an encore from last season,
3: but they truly
0: needed him. Yeah, no that that's fair. You're right cuz he came up he came in. He was terrible for the Dodgers for multiple years before he got to Chicago and then he wound up having a really great bounce back year. Uh, never, nonetheless, at least on paper, the Cubs are more formidable today than they were uh, last week. All right, let's get into some mic drops now. We got a slew of mic drops. Your thoughts on the Brandon Crawford signing and the Cardinals overall next on 101 ESPN. We're
1: right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dom's Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
0: Brandon Crawford signing with the Cardinals. Katie Wood of the Athletic reported it, Susan Slusser of the San Francisco Chronicle had the story early this morning about how the Cardinals and uh, Brandon Crawford would have mutual interest. I'm, I'm okay with the signing too, but I kind of see, see it for what it is. I, I don't I, you know, Robert had mentioned Mason Wynn. I don't even think this is about Mason Wynn unless Mason Wynn suffers a big, big injury. This is just a move to bring in a veteran to ensure that if Tommy Edmond misses time at the start of the season and or Brennan Donovan isn't completely ready to handle full-time duties at shortstop if, if, if Mason Winter would get hurt, well, you do have this veteran and Brandon Crawford who's done it, been there, done it.
2: Yes, yeah, protection, right? It's to make sure that they are protected if something bad does happen. And I think we still don't know when Tommy Edmond will be Ready to play. I think that's one of the, the main, for me, that's a main concern because he's supposed to be your starting center fielder. And to not know when or if what the timetable is, I think that's concerning because now who's going to play center field? Is it Dylan Carlson? Does he give you enough? I, I like Dylan Carlson, mm-hmm. but I don't know if he's going to, when he gets this opportunity, he has to make the most of it because more than likely when Tommy Edmund is back healthy, he's probably going to be slotted right back for center field. Yep. So, you know, is it is it a couple of weeks? Is it a month? Is it a couple of more days once the, once the uh, season starts? Who, who knows? But that can have an impact on the season if Dylan Carlson isn't performing. It could be a, a a spiral effect for everything that's taking place.
0: So what you just said, though, you're right. So the Cardinals don't know either then. Right. That's what they're saying. They they have no idea how long Tommy Edmonds is going to be out. All right, let's hear from Justin next.
6: Thank you for being a friend. Traveled down the road and back again. Hey guys, it's Mo. Just singing the new theme song for this year's St. Louis Cardinals. We finally got our foursome. We got Rose, Dorothy, Sophia. Now we got Blanche today. Mo is on fire, baby. That's all I gotta say. All right, Mo out. Another winning season coming on the way. Here we go. Is that right?
0: All <laughs> right. I love that Justin one had the uh, had the theme to Cheers going on there
2: golden girls
0: or golden girls excuse me i was singing cheers if when he started playing it but then he mentioned the golden girls my bad uh but not only that but he also sounded like dr evil Uh, doing mo i I guess i I don't know
1: you gotta do better
0: no justin that was great i I don't think you have to do better the 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 mic drop was perfect it was funny i just you know what are the the cardinals it was topical because the cardinals are
2: old now and the golden girls they were old no 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 no. old is not the word It, it they are veteran led there's a difference okay they have veterans veterans are part of your roster listen to me just trust me okay okay veterans are part of your roster to help correct things they didn't have enough last year they told you this so what they do 38 matt 38 year old matt carpenter come on come on down Mm -hmm. brandon carford crawford come on down Lynn, you want to play here hell yeah come on down kyle gibson you too sir come on down Leadership is what wins championships, Anthony. Talent does, too. No, 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 no. Leadership. We you have veterans. But don't you need to have talent and leadership? Uh, maybe, but... Like in your prime talent? If you can only get one or the other, you definitely want leadership, right? Right? No? Yeah? Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah. Yeah.
0: Because yeah.
2: mm. what is talent if it's not led correctly, huh? My, yeah. It's nothing. So, we are here... <laughs> With
0: oh, our veteran the mental leadership. gymnastics I'm doing right now in my mind after that question. With our, uh, with our veteran leadership. Stall you are downright quizzical right now. I'm go. quizzical. Yes, yes you it's, are. It's the word of the day here you in the Fast have Quizzical
2: Leadership. Yes, you, the older you yes, get, you the better you're you're your right. team is. Yeah,
0: if I could just I think if I could just focus in on just that which yeah. you just said, I agree, Kerry. Yeah, yeah older, there's a lot more to guys, unpack. But.
3: Yeah.
1: All right, let's hear from Luke next. <laughs> Trevor Bauer for the love of everything that is St. Louis. Just go sign the man. It's league minimum. Risk free. Go do it.
4: <laughs> he just sounded like he Jack was, Black's bandmate. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was
0: gonna I thought he was gonna drop the go get it. I'm not mad at that. You don't matter what, don't Trevor mean. Bauer?
2: Well, I don't think he's coming here. You no, can, he's definitely can, not coming there. You can yell, sh- shout, scream all you want through. He won't be here. You know what I like what Luke
0: did there? What he's did he talking do? about getting pitching help. You know, you're gonna you know you're gonna, what you're going to you know win? You're going to win if you get some <coughs> pitching help.
2: You know what, Anthony? If you're going to improve
0: the starting rotation even more so than, than it is now.
2: I am so bothered by you talking about the pitching help that we got this offseason. I explained to you, we... At Cardinals, St. Louis Cardinals LLC, we explained to you. We said we needed three starters. We got three starters. You may not, thank you. You may not like it, okay, Anthony. But it's not for you to like. Mm -hmm. It's for us to like. We like our guys, and we're gonna add more veteran leadership until we feel that we have enough. We may not have enough. We again, there's a couple of more guys out there that are looking for a home. Told you earlier, Rich Hill is out there on the market. He Uh may be the sixth guy that we're looking for. We need more veteran leadership, Mm -hmm. and if we gotta go get it. To win championships, Anthony Stalter—that's what we'll do. Didn't you like what you had last year too? Clearly not enough, because it didn't do well enough. I watched it and I thought about it and I said, "Let's let's let's fix it," and we fixed it. Yeah, that's
0: what we did. We fixed it. I feel like it's fixed. I feel like <laughs> you closed. didn't like the answer to the uh, magic eight ball, so you just shook it up again. Yep. And
3: should then, we
2: get more starters?
0: Indeed, probably. Or, Yes. Probably.
4: I don't know. Zach Thompson started off his spring with two scoreless. Drew Rom fired a pair of scoreless frames yesterday. Yeah. I'm liking hey. what I'm seeing they, so far. They, Maybe they, you got I, the I,
2: internal I, options ready to go. Are, uh, sorry, but they're a little too young for us right now. We got a little bit, little bit older. Okay? Right, fair. Looking for veteran leadership. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Uh-huh. Let's get it done. Let's, uh, let's hear from Aaron next. We're going to get his mic drop done.
1: What a pathetic excuse for a team. I mean, how many more old guys can we get on this team? I mean, AARP has called and said that they want their uh, calling back. I mean, it's just pathetic. I mean, Mo has no idea what he's doing with this team. Um, I mean, Nick, Ahmed, any other guy out there that's not 45 years old, this is coming from a guy who's 42. It's just pathetic, beyond pathetic. And I mean, I don't even know what to say anymore. I mean, it's not like, it's like they're not even trying. <laughs>
0: um, not so trying. That, uh, that went in a different direction than what we've heard uh, from, from previous mic drops. He's a little bit more frustrated. I will say this. If you're frustrated like Aaron is, I don't think that Brandon Crawford is a, a long-term move. And I don't even mean long-term, like, beyond this year. I, I just mean in season. I don't think he's going to be on the roster. For the entire season I think this is this is a a complete depth hey let's just be let's just make sure we have something in case Tommy Edmonds out for a while and we don't have like a true backup shortstop
2: in all seriousness I think the problem is it just feels like the Cardinals are because they talked about adding veterans and leadership and lacking that last year it feels like they're overcorrecting, and I think I, I'm I, man. I haven't looked at the free agent list, but I'm sure that there is somebody out there that's a little bit younger, maybe a little bit more athletic, maybe have a little bit more gas left in the tank. No, no knock against Brandon Crawford, none whatsoever. But do you have two World Series rings? Probably not. Mm-mm. But also not 37 years old. Well, you take the good with the bad, right, I Bradford?
4: No, you do no. most of the time. But look at it this way: he's got great flow too. too. He really does that coif. Okay always tremendous that, that, like, that never ages no never goes out of it always style. it looks like it's wet that's right <laughs> like, it probably is yeah yeah here's what I like though if you look at it from this perspective Brandon Crawford is not automatically blocking somebody because nope. your young phenom is finally here you allow him to take the reins and go with it again as long as everybody in this organization as long as everybody who okay to the move realizes that To use your terminology from earlier in the show, stalts, it's a break glass in case of emergency situation only. If Brandon Crawford is there to very occasionally, very rarely spell Mason win, Mm -hmm. to get a good matchup against a right-handed pitcher, to sit on one, to try to yank one out of the park down that right field line, great! Because that's who he has become at this stage of his career. Yeah. But he's not blocking anybody else who is ready to make the move from Springfield or from Memphis to the major leagues. Mason Wynn is the guy he has arrived. He's the guy who's going to be in that position for hopefully, if you are a Cardinal supporter of the next decade plus, what's the worst that could happen as long as Crawford is utilized properly?
0: I'm with you. I am. I'm with you on that. All right. I'm Don't
3: with
5: you,
2: you too. all right, man. Yeah. What you guys said. All right. Yeah. Veterans. Well,
0: We'll take a uh, a short reprieve from the mic drops. We will get to the mic more mic drops coming up at the five o'clock hour. But let's go to our sports six pack.
1: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on One Hundred One ESPN. I have a question. It's time for the Fast lane to answer your sports questions. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately.
4: Asking me all these weird
1: questions. Answer the question. Answer the question. Answer me! The Sports Six-Pack is now.
2: Welcome back to the Fast lane. This is Kerry Davis joined by Anthony Stalter, Brever Bruns. We got our Sports Six-Pack. What you got, Brever?
1: Question number one. All right,
4: gentlemen.
2: All right, gentlemen, it's a
4: loaded one from the very beginning here. From the 636, having heard all of those recent Cardinals-related mic drops, do the Redbirds actually have the most spoiled fan base in all of baseball? And if not, who does?
0: All right, so I get kind of conflicted on this one because are they spoiled compared to, like, being a Pirates fan? 100%. spoiled. But.
1: They don't win. If you... I mean if if
0: if if the expectations let me rephrase this
1: you show up you
0: go through the turnstiles you support the team you right. support you support the the Cardinals I think more than any other fan base in major league baseball outside of maybe the Yankees or maybe you're on the same level there are there are fans in other cities you can flip this anybody that says well you know you're spoiled you can flip this too what other fans in other cities still show up when your team shows you nothing in the month of May and April? Because it took a long time before the Cardinals Cardinals fans stopped showing up last year. True.
1: They, opening they were day, still
0: showing up. Opening day feels like a college football tailgate. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It is.
1: What
2: other baseball city <laughs> has that? I don't know that they're spoiled. I mean, I think, you know, the expectation is high. And so when the expectation is high, people want you to win. They expect championships. They don't expect 91 losses. Yeah. And last year was probably the the most frustrated that I've seen Cardinal fans maybe ever because the team just wasn't cohesive. The guys didn't play well. They didn't play hard enough to win enough games. And yeah. it, was so, it was messed up on so many. So many things were messed up on so many different levels. And you've never really seen that from a Cardinals team. So – Spoiled, no. Have high expectations, yes.
1: Yeah.
4: I'll
1: Question number two.
2: How about
4: some more optimism? How many Cardinals, gentlemen, will belt 20 or more home runs this season?
0: 20 Ooh. or more home runs mm-hmm. this season. Let's see here. Let's see.
2: So All last
4: right. year, yeah, you barely had Arnato, not even Goldschmidt, sniffing that mark.
2: Oh, well, that's... Contreras... Is high
4: hopes. 30, that is. 20-plus.
0: Arnado's going to get there. Nolan Arnado will get there. Paul Goldschmidt will get there. Nolan Gorman will get there. I think Jordan Walker will get 20-plus. Is yep. that four? Mm-hmm. I think that uh, Contreras? the Newt will get close, and I think Contreras will be right around 20. So five people? Yeah. I'm okay with that. Am I missing anybody? I don't think so. I feel like I'm missing people, but no. Let's see.
2: Throwing another 15
4: from Brendan Donovan. I think Donovan That's can possible. get you
0: 15. Yeah. Yep, provided he's healthy. He was on track last year for 15. Got to stay healthy before he got hurt.
2: I'm good with that. Five people:
0: Goldschmidt, oh, Arnato Gorman, Walker. I think are for sures. And Contreras. Contreras.
2: Wanna, is, yeah, yeah, Contreras, Contreras is list. for sure. Yeah. You don't want to put him on the list.
0: I do. Oh, okay. I just did. Thank you. You're welcome.
4: Four baggers are nice, but you want to see four or five even six get into that 80 plus runs driven in territory. That's even the more critical component. Y- you
0: know, you know how many, say. how many Contreras had last year? 26. 20.
2: Did he have 20?
0: He had 20 the on the dot last year. He had 22 with the Cubs in 22, 21 with them in 21. So he's right he like I said, he's going to be he's going to be right there. Imagine what he'd have done if they didn't throw him under the bus. Oh, it Oh, been Hard to get up after that. I you don't know, think trouble.
2: it was. He yeah, it was. clearly, clearly get dude, ran over. Then they f- beep, 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 back it up. It's kind of you've seen the cartoons when they're deflated. You got to f- blow them back up. Ah, oh, he's like the Hulk, man. You know he know just know gets I mean? right he's, back up. it's frustrated, man. Do we fine. get?
4: Do we get to talk more about Ivan Herrera today? Since I'm in, my yeah. fascination apparently.
0: Oh, really? <laughs> From any... last time, well, oh. I
4: was I was beating that drum. I was beating that drum. You love him, huh? <laughs> yes, I do.
0: <laughs> I like I like Yvonne Herrera too. I'm looking forward to seeing his 40 to 45 starts behind the dish this that's year. That's the number for you. Yeah. Okay. And he took didn't he take Sunny Gray deep in spring training? There you go. Or not spring training, but you know workouts. Practice. So yeah, Yvonne Herrera probably somebody that's going to hit 20 20 home <laughs> oh, runs too. Whoa. <laughs> no, off of tomorrow's Alec Cardinals starter, yeah. Alec Burleson will be on the roster. Yes. Yep.
2: That's what I said. Yep.
1: Mm. question cool. number three
4: gentlemen the back-to-back for the blues starting tomorrow in canada winnipeg is first edmonton to follow on wednesday it will actually show us something about the identity of this team or it will be more of the no. same before returning I, home cut me I'm off it's not they are not done.
0: gonna show us anything they're I'm not outside done, of what they've already showed yes, us i'm
2: not done in terms of like not watching them but i'm no, done yeah. in terms of what are they I don't, I don't, I don't, it, it, they are what they they're are. In,
0: they're a mad, they're, they are an inconsistency. Maddening. Maddening. Yeah. They are a maddeningly, madden, John maddeningly uh, boom. Don, boom.
3: frustrating team. There
0: you go. Yeah. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's who they are, and every time we look at the schedule, like Bradford just did, you know, reading the text line there, every time we do this. Where we say, hey, here's a stretch, four or five games. Will we find out about the Blues? No. You, you found out already. No.
2: You have found out.
0: You messed around and found out. <laughs> this is what the Blues are. One second, they're beating the Islanders four to nothing. The next, they're losing to the Red Wings six to one. And you didn't have to watch beyond the first period. But That's Justin who Falk, are. he's coming back tomorrow. He certainly is, Bradford. Matt Kessel's down. If, if Jordan Bennington is disgustingly good to start a game, I feel good about them having a chance to win. Who starts tomorrow against Winnipeg? You have
4: two teams very, very capable of producing high-octane offensive nights. Edmonton's
0: the following night. It's It's, an interesting question. I say Bennington goes against Edmonton. I got Hofer against Winnipeg. Same. That's what I got now it'll probably be different it'll probably be flipped
4: because Winnipeg with Shifley and company sends that first line that prohibitive top line at you Edmonton beyond McDavid dry settle just comes at you in waves
3: yep
0: Edmonton can hang eight on you in a heartbeat I think Winnipeg Winnipeg is great as the, it's very good as they are I think they're more methodical in their scoring so I would go Hofer against Winnipeg Winnipeg I'd go Bennington against Edmonton
1: question number four
4: Let's take it to the NFL. Stoltz, Kerry, who do you guys think will end up being the most significant free agent signing during the offseason? That's a good question.
0: There's a lot of there's a lot of top top end free agents.
2: Mike this Evans year. is out there. Um let's see. I Kirk mean, Kirk. Do we have to Kirk include cousins. yeah, do we have to include
0: cousins? Yeah, sure. I think
2: you have to include Kirky.
0: Chris Jones, I think. You think? Yeah. Mm.
2: Well he's I mean quarterbacks
0: generally all right kirk cousins the then chris jones all right i'm okay with that you good with that yeah josh allen did josh allen get franchised i know he i know the jaguars were gonna i don't think tag so. him the I other heard josh, any, allen.
2: josh allen i haven't heard anything there are some names out here though
0: i mean brian burns if he winds up leaving carolina which he should what? i mean you're talking about top top 15 edge rusher and brian burns.
2: barkley is a name
0: he is a, a name yeah
2: no, people don't uh, care about running backs anymore. Mm-hmm. So, I think opinion.
0: I think people care about running backs. I just think that people understand that you can find Super Bowl winning running backs in the seventh.
2: He's uh, he's special.
0: He's, he's different. Deep. Yeah, he helped win the Giants he win the Super well, Bowl. No,
2: no, no, no. He didn't do that. They don't have a.
0: They NFC. win uh they. are no, not good enough. NFC Championship. No. No. Okay.
2: Daniel Dimes is uh he has some work to do, but not just him. Oh, it's his fault. He's the quarterback. You want the praise, you get the blame. That's how life works.
0: You're handing out praise like
2: special. Well, I'm just telling you, when you're the QB, you get the praise and you get the criticism. You don't get to get one or the other.
0: So if you you're running both. back, you just get the praise? Pretty much. Yeah. Special? Magical? Pretty much. Brilliant? Yeah.
2: That's how it goes. It's unfortunate. <laughs> I don't make the rules, Anthony. I just abide what by it. position you play? <laughs> running back. <going>
4: <laughs> Guys, I've talked a lot with BK and Ferrario about Jones versus Sneed. I want to get your take for the long-term viability of the Kansas City Chiefs next mm-hmm. season and beyond. Who Jones. needs to be, Chris yeah, Jones. that defensive yeah. linchpin. Yeah. No, yeah. It's yeah. not Chris even close. Jones. Not okay. even close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: No, as no, gr- as close. as good as Sneed is, and Bradford, to your point, he's three years younger than Chris Jones. Yeah, but Chris Jones, Chris, it's Chris Jones. He, I think he's the top free agent in the NFL this year. Pressure wins, despite you know the not him not playing quarterback. Kirk Cousins can be second. That's fine, but. It's Chris Jones. But, yeah, he's the most important. There you go. All right, it's Fastlane on 101 ESPN. We will do more mic drops coming up at about 5.15 on the Brandon Crawford signing. But let's get into some five storylines to watch as spring training games continue for the Cardinals. The five things that – I think it was the athletic – that uh that had the five things but we'll also give you our things that we're looking at when it comes to these spring training games next on 101
1: espn we're right back to the fast lane podcast presented by dobbs tire and auto centers on 101 espn
0: 502 Your Time Trick is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers and officially licensed Rolex Jewelers. So Katie Wu of The Athletic put out this article a couple of days ago now talking about the five storylines to watch as the Cardinals spring training games begin. I'm sure we agree with, um, if not all of them, several of them. But I also wanted to get you guys' thoughts on what you'll be watching when it comes to the Cardinals spring training games now that we're you know, a couple of games in. One of the things that Katie talked about was Mason Mason Win's approach also, Jordan Walker's defensive improvement, which is certainly something that I, I'm excited to see, not only in spring training, but obviously the regular season. Dylan Carlson's batted ball profile, she wrote about. Zach Thompson's overall consistency. Andre Pallante's effectiveness against right-handed bats. That was the one that I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't care. Uh, and I don't mean, like, Katie. Katie's fantastic. But she has this great breakdown of the bullpen. So Andre Pallante, unfortunately, because of last year, it's Not just one of those. No, it's okay. just one of those guys that's been caught up in the wash. Now you got Ryan Helsley. You have Giovanni Gallegos. You have Keenan Middleton. You've got Andrew Kittredge. You've got JoJo Romero. I, one of these young guys, I think, should be in the pen. Whether it's Zach Thompson or Matthew Libertor, I think they should be in the pen. Andre Pallante was the go-to guy two years ago, and I hate to be you know the guy that's like, "What have you done for me lately?" But last year was an absolute dumpster fire for the entire bullpen, including him. Yeah. So. I'm just... he's he's not necessarily a storyline I care about. The other ones, though, I think are very interesting.
4: And to your last point, I think that's largely because he doesn't profile in the same way that so many of the new additions beyond just Kittredge, but the younger types do. Right now, the softer tosser, and I don't mean this as an indictment against him, is Gallegos. And you know that he is still going to work his way into any number of high leverage situations. But now, if you could talk about maybe bumping him up 6th, 7th, as opposed to being the one staple in the eighth inning Mm -hmm. that has to be Andrew Kittredge so I'm with you
0: yeah I'm look I I, I've talked about this before I do not want to see a soft tossing reliever come in following a soft tossing starter that's what we saw a lot last year it's not and I'm not even saying throwing throwing hard is the end-all be-all but you do need to miss more bats this year Mm -hmm. I think the defense will be a strength unlike a year ago right but last year showed that if you're if you're somebody that cannot miss bats you're, you're going to struggle. I mean it's the ball was constantly in play last year. It was constantly rocketed off of you know uh, opposing hitters bats. I I don't want to I don't want to see that again.
2: That was kind of the I guess the the mind-boggling part when you're watching the Cardinals last year. It's almost like they didn't know that the shift was banned. Like that you could not yeah, have Nobody told them. No, they didn't know. Because they were still going about their business. <laughs> Pitch the contact. <laughs> yeah, let them hit it. We got three guys. No, where? where why is the guy not over right. here? He's not, he's not allowed there anymore. No. So, swing and miss is probably what they needed more of, and they, they hopefully they went out and got that. Again, we won't know. We talked about the starting pitchers, how many hits they gave up last year. It was a lot. And hopefully they are able to correct some of those issues from last year. And then the bullpen performing well. Jordan Walker making a a a leap in terms of his fielding is going to be extremely important yeah. because we already expect him to have success at the plate. We, we expect him to be eventually be a superstar, but I think a year under his belt in the in right field and having more being more comfortable is going to you'll see it this year because you saw it. You start you started to see it last year. Yeah, you started to see him get more comfortable with how he was tracking balls, making plays, you know, and, and diving for balls and then making plays with his arm. So I don't have any concern about that, and then you automatically, in my opinion, get an upgrade defensively with Mason Wynn. Yeah. Like, no offense to any of the guys that played shortstop last year, he should be much better than all of them, because that's how he profiles to be. So, if you add, you know, better players in better positions, and then Nolan Nolan Aronado has a better year than he last year was just a, an anomaly. We don't mm-hmm. expect that from him. So he bounces back and has a good year. This defense should be much better.
0: Going going back to your point about Jordan Walker, it's not easy to play right field. You've got the longest throw from the outfield. It's th- certainly to third base. Uh, you you it's, it's, there are so many. I like the fact that, unlike other sports, the the ballparks are different. But you also have to account for that. the The way that the ball carooms off the you know off the wall. In the outfield at Bush Stadium is going to be different than in Philadelphia right. or San Francisco, where they've Chicago. got yeah, or Chicago, yeah. where they've got the Ivy and they got the brick. San Francisco they got brick gate everything. Chicago has no foul lines. I mean, you're running full speed and you you know you're going to get real close to the the, the, the wall and the right. sides, the in foul territory. So uh, you're you have to get a feel for playing each ballpark, and yes, these guys go out there and they shag fly balls and they get with you know their coaches before series to get comfortable before games, but there is no replacement for game game speed, yeah. game action, pressure, everything's on you at that point. So I think that Jordan Walker will develop into a better outfielder. I, I, I think the defense is going to be just fine. Going back to the spring training storylines, OCD, is there anything else that you're looking at?
2: I mean, Dylan Carlson, he, he, What is he going to have success from the left side of the plate? Or is he going to, you know, say the hell with it? I'm just going to bat right-handed because I had more success batting right-handed. He he struggled switch hitting. So, and I know he went 0-3 today. It, rounding into form because, again, if Tommy Edmond is going to miss significant time or miss the start of the season, it's all, the ball is in your court. Mm-hmm. Like, you have an opportunity to be the starting center fielder for the time being for the St. Louis Cardinals. And if you give that back... Then that's on you. Nobody else can can. you can't blame anybody else for that. It's an opportunity, it's presented to you. Take it take full advantage of it and let's see how well he performs. Because I have no I have no concerns with him as a defender in outfit. I think he's the best center fielder we have. But if he's not you, you probably can't afford to have a Mason Wynn who may not hit early on and a center fielder who is not hitting as well. Right. You can't afford that in your lineup.
3: That's yeah, a
4: great on. point. And I think occasionally, guys, we forget the Dylan Carlson is still just 24 years old right having said that this is somebody especially when you think back to two three seasons ago picked up a lot of ABs. you begin to really establish and know what a profile is as you surpass 1,200 1300 at bats in the major leagues and the bottom line is that yes injuries contributed to disappointing seasons each of the last two years but at the same time the numbers the production dipped precipitously and we had an instance in which somebody who was highly regarded within this organization now this is the true i think make or break moment Mm -hmm. you have an opportunity to truly literally and figuratively run with it in center field can you parlay that into more regular at bats for this team down the stretch or do you promote and market yourself as a valuable trade ship near the deadline either way this is the best opportunity, maybe the last best opportunity he's
0: had. I think this is the number one storyline in spring training. I don't care how Sonny Gray and Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson looks look. They're they're veterans. They use spring training for different reasons, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't care if they get shelled. I remember when Miles Michaelis was signed. He had an awful spring training. It was like this is the worst signing ever, and he wound up having a great first year for the Cardinals. I don't, I don't, I don't care about the veteran performances. I care about Victor Scott and dylan carlson because the door is open and spring training becomes much different for them they're not getting ready for the season they're trying to prove that they they deserve whatever role it is they deserve that role yeah and with tommy edmund being out not unlikely ready for opening day the door is wide open for victor scott and dylan carlson so i think that this is the number one storyline heading into spring training
2: definitely I mean, just not knowing when Tommy Edmund will be back, and who is going to take over that center field position if either one of them are are able to or willing to willing willing.
0: The second the second no, the, the second top storyline is how your young pitchers look. How does Zach Thompson perform? Can you, because again, this does is this matter? is yeah, this is a tryout.
2: Because a tryout. But those guys aren't going to be. Where where do they fit? When like Zach Thompson isn't going when to be a Steven, starter.
0: When Steven Matz God, gets hurt. On. When Stephen Matz gets hurt, you're going to need oh, yeah. oh, a young yeah. guy.
2: Why do you why do you do that to Steven? Steven's a great guy. I hurt the last two years. Well, that, that was the last two years. He's, him and Dylan Carlson were getting to know each other rehabbing. Didn't you hear that story.
0: I did. That's why I said dude, oh, when God. Steven Matz gets hurt, you're gonna you're gonna have a, an opportunity. And here. sooner or later, when you're on the wrong side of thirty. Lance Lynn and Kyle
4: Gibson, they're not going to be giving you the innings forever. Does it happen this year? I don't know. That's but as you're host, approaching team, then. as you're approaching 40, seriously, I mean, well, that's the way you've assembled your starting rotation. Is it not? Which makes yes. a direct competition, especially between, let's be frank, Thompson and Libertor, the number one storyline to watch. That's fine. Yes. Let Rom battle it out. Give other guys opportunities, Crespo, et cetera. But it comes down to Thompson versus Libertor. And right. then, secondarily, who will be a better fit for you conceivably in the pen yeah
0: I agree yep all right that's Brad for Bruns filling in for Andrew Marsh Kerry Davis Anthony Salter more your mic drops on the Cardinals and the Brandon Crawford signing and just really the the state of the Cardinals overall because we're getting mic drops on not only the Brandon Crawford situation but just the Cardinals in general after they made a a big move today bringing in a two-time World Series champion yeah yeah yep
2: veteran leadership baby
0: Mm mm-hmm yep Can't, can't have enough of that apparently your mic drops next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to
1: the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
7: So I like the Brandon Crawford signing. Um, I think it's a smart move by the front office to, um, you know, get ahead of the possibility of Tommy Edmond missing some time once the season starts with an injury. Um You know, I think if we would have waited around until the season started and Tommy Edmond would not be ready, um, that would be a major issue because if Mason Wynn is struggling or if he gets injured, then you don't have a shortstop. So bringing in Brandon Crawford allows him to be somewhat of a mentor to Mason Wynn, as well as being a pretty good uh, backup option if we need him. So I like the signing. I think it's smart by the front office.
0: You know, to Aiden's point, I think Aiden nailed something there. What if and, – and let's just go do total doomsday scenario, okay? Okay. What if Tommy Edmond is not ready for opening day and he's not ready for, throughout April, right? Like he, he misses opening day, they put him on the IL, then of course he's got to have a rehab because he didn't have spring training, mm-hmm. and this thing gets into May. And Dylan Carlson is struggling as your center fielder. Mm-hmm. Or – Victor Scott winds up making the team, but he he's struggling. You guys to send him back down to Memphis. And then oh by the way, Mason Wynn gets hurt. Ew. Aren't we criticizing the Cardinals for only signing Mac Carpenter and not having a backup plan for a shortstop? Yeah I think we would be. Yeah. But That's a total doomsday scenario. Which sounds we, really bad. But to Aiden's point, we we would be taking the Cardinals behind the woodshed for not being prepared for something like that, well, right?
2: They are prepared. I I just personally think would have liked to sign some guys that were a little bit younger that still have some juice left. I don't know how much juice Matt Carpenter and 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 Brendan Crawford have left.
0: And that's the concern. I don't like your if they play, ageist approach not, to I, life. Especially really, as somebody it, well, that listen, like you is in our early 30s, it, early 40s. So. It's
2: really it's really not it's just against athletes. Like, not in life. Uh, getting older is a beautiful process. It's a wonderful thing. For some. Well, I mean, it's better than the Brothers. alternative, right? Yeah, true. So it's you would much rather get older. But as an athlete, your body does not do the same things, man. It just, <laughs> I don't know how else to tell you. Your body used to be able to move and limber and, oh, man. I could, and then you get older like, I you're oh, like, I can't do that anymore.
0: No, I don't believe you. No. I'll never get older.
2: Well, I, I just know athletically. When you are trying to do things that were simple tasks, Mm -hmm. at twenty-two, yeah, at thirty-two, no, it's not the same. And at thirty-eight, Anthony, it's hard to get out of bed some mornings. And I haven't played a football game. You don't have mornings where you get up and you're like, wait, what? What did I run into?
0: You you were, you played the NFL, okay?
2: Do you have mornings where you wake up and wonder who you ran into the night before?
0: Well, Carrie, um. I was doing uh you know the plate loaded leg presses ah, yeah. Uh, last week okay. at the gym. And so that, And I thought I was a hot shot. Okay. And you I put just more kept on loading the plates on, loading the plates on. And as I was lowering the the uh the plates to me, uh I heard a pop mm. inside inside of me Ooh. on my left side. <laughs> heard a pop. And I thought to myself, that's it, not
2: good. Something
0: is broke. Yeah. Or torn. Or torn. And now, anytime, you know, I'm uh, moving in bed or, you know, just trying to, like, you know, you get down the floor and play with the kids and stuff like that. You feel it. It uh, feels like I'm going to die. Yeah. Yeah. Or, I, sorry, I want to.
2: Wow. Uh, imagine playing 162 games Yeah, at 37 years old. Still right.
4: I feel you. I mean, on Friday night, we had a rather heated Parents versus eighth grade basketball players contests out in Franklin County. I mean, I went hard. I logged a team high in minutes. Nice. And today, yeah. now that team high in minutes was about 15. Sure. Well, Cavs are still, still, are still barking. There you go. I'm Make, feeling it. How many did you pour in? Oh, I'm more of that facilitator. I'm a point four. Okay. <laughs> No, Fair enough. You're so, more magic. Yeah, all right. exactly. I fill up that box score like Draymond. Um, so, oh, all right. Okay. Uh Rebounds, 10, ten assists assist. or so?
0: Eh, three or four.
5: Okay. <laughs> fair enough.
0: Let's hear from Dylan next.
5: I think Mo has open arms welcoming Brandon Crawford into Bush Acre's retirement home. Yes, we have too many old players on our team. And too many old players that we've signed as free agents this offseason. Matt Carpenter, Brandon Crawford, Lance Lynn, Kyle Gibson. Hell, you can even put Sonny Gray in there at 34. We're going to have to be redoing the same thing with this team in two or three years when these guys are either washed or retired. We'll see who they sign. Then maybe they'll get Chris Carpenter back out of retirement at that point. But I don't. I don't get signing Crawford. We needs we need some good guys that we can get on this team and are here for the long run and not just a final stop in their career.
6: Old man, my ass. <laughs> well, you okay. can't
5: sign him. Too old. Is that is that
2: a fair question? I mean, we talked about. Signing these players, right? Yes. What happens after this year?
0: Like you, you, you have to get younger. This is this. Th- Why okay. The
2: hell do they keep signing? Because
0: those guys. this is a bridge season. I was thinking about this when Dylan was talking about it. That's what I. This thought is about. a bridge. This is okay. a bridge season. This is a bridge season. Brandon Crawford might not be here past May, let alone uh, an entire season. Lance Lynn is only on a one-year deal. Kyle Gibson is only on a one-year deal. This is a bridge season. You brought in guys to hope bridge the gap. Between where you are now and you needed three guys for your starting rotation, to Tinkens, McGreevy, Zach Thompson, whoever, ToCota Roby, whoever it's they so signed, far. like, yeah, Grisafel, that, that that is what this year is about. So I don't think we should get too far into the weeds about what the future looks like based on what they've done this Isn't offseason. That your job, this is though, it is, but if job- those guys aren't if those guys aren't ready, Kerry, what what are you going to do?
2: Well then, you, you so what you're essentially, and I think that's the concern that that people you want to block them. No, you you don't want to block them, but you you kind of did block them when you signed these guys to one year deals. You you block them at least for one more year. So now if they don't year. have success this year, yeah, you're going to be in the same spot next year looking for three more starters.
0: But we're all but you're risking. You're risking no matter what. You are risking by signing Sonny Gray to a long term deal or whoever Jordan Montgomery to a long. That is a risk. You are also risking that the young guys that you've been developing or trying to develop will not pan out. I would rather have my team risk on a young guy that's been in the organization that is cost control because if it's if he comes up and he's the next Spencer Strider, that's better for me than signing a 32 year old to a five year deal for 150 million because you don't have pitching. They have got to develop pitching. Do you know why they're in this spot, Gary? They traded some guys away. Because they did not develop, yes. Yes. They traded away Sandy Alcantara, and they traded away Zach Allen. Why are you bringing that up again? Because that is the more significant trade, not the Randy Orozarena trade. People keep bringing up Randy Orozarena. That wasn't the trade that, that put you in a spot that you were last year. It was the Marcelo Zuna trade. And I got it at the time. I did, because I, like many of you, fell for this offense. They need more offense. They need more offense. They're not scoring runs. and It's not the pitching. No, it is the pitching. It's always about the pitching. It always has been about the pitching. I've been a fool. It's not about the offense. It's about the pitching. Would you rather have Sandy Alcantara and Zach Gallen paired up in this rotation with some of these other dudes or, you know, have have what you think is going to be a great offense. We all thought the, the offense was going to be great last year. Did nothing. Did nothing last year. If that offense was so good, you you would have won a lot more games than you did. But you didn't. Well, Why? Anthony, because your you're, you're starting pitching stunk. And if your starting pitching was good, your bullpen stunk that in, day.
2: In fairness, it's hard to come back from seven runs down in the first or second inning.
0: If you're a special offense, you will. Oh, okay. Well, they need to be special. They're not. All right. It's about pitching. Agents.
2: all right. I agree.
0: They need to develop these guys. I'm with you. If you're upset about the old the old dudes coming in, realize it's just for a year. If it's not just for a year, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. Your next roll of the dice is not on a big time free agent. It is on Gordon Graso and team Kens and Michael McGreevy and the forty two guys you got at the All-star break or the uh, trade deadline last year. <laughs> You better hit on one of them, and I like that approach. Yeah. I love what I I love what Mo did. He got a couple of he got two he got two Brendan Donovans, slash Tommy Edmonds, and the rest were pitchers. Right. Shotgun approach. Let's see which one you can, uh... get five, but you get one ace out of that. Cool. You get five, but you get one number two out of that. Cool. You get five, and you get two starters somewhere, three and a four. Great. I like the shotgun approach that that Mo took at the deadline last year. Mm-hmm. Now. Will hit on
7: him? Hopefully it works out. Yeah,
0: I agree. All right. You know, we didn't get to – you want to do one more?
6: Do Ed? Let's do Ed. Okay, guys, everyone needs to relax. Cardinals are just going old school. You know, back when the player coach was a thing, that's why the coaches had numbers. They could play and coach. That's all we're doing. We're just hiring a bunch of coaches as players. I don't know. Takes up a roster spot. Saves you some money in the front office. I mean, that's where all the extra money's coming, I guess. That's what they said, right? But I don't know. That's what I think. You tell me.
0: <laughs> that's a good thought, Ed. Uh, yeah. Maybe player coaches. Yeah, player is, coaches. Uh, yep.
6: Saving money. Yeah.
2: And and letting guys coach and play. Yeah, my question
0: would Metering be, what are the coaches leadership. doing then? Veteran leadership. I'm telling you. What, what are the coaches doing then, if you're well, bringing all this
2: they're coaching. player coaches? They're coaching the guys that are playing, sort of.
0: Are they coaching the veterans? No, oh,
2: they don't need to.
4: Did the cards not add to the coaching staff this I think year? They too a yeah. couple of positions,
0: yeah. I'll
2: throw go. a bunch of bodies out there.
0: All now. right, shotgun approach there too. All right, let's get to Jake. We'll just keep playing some mic drops here. <laughs> let's get to Jake on his thoughts of the Brandon Crawford signing.
7: Obviously, depending on what the signing is in terms of dollar value, I can't imagine being very much. Um, This is a great signing for the Cardinals. Like you mentioned, two-time World Series champion, a wealth of knowledge. You know, you look at, I'm sure fans are curious about why. Um, You know, with Edmund's status for opening day seemingly being more than unclear, I would almost think this kind of um, allows them to slow play it and he won't be ready for opening day. Um, you look at Brendan Donovan, who's coming off of elbow surgery. I don't think the Cardinals want to press his arm into a situation where he's he's not fully comfortable or you know, really pushing that arm and, and potentially re-injuring it, trying to make a throw from shortstop. Jose Fermin, there's no upside in the bat there. Brendan Crawford winds up having more than 200, 250 plate appearances. The Cardinals weren't prepared, but... In the instance that Mason Wynn struggles and isn't quite ready to go, it's a good insurance policy to make sure that you don't put too much on Wynn's shoulders and also has a guy with a wealth of knowledge and experience and ability to play the position.
0: Fair enough. I don't know what that... Uh, yeah,
3: it
2: sounded like a, somebody's honking at him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Get out of the way. Hopefully, hopefully Jake's okay. <laughs> Yeah, he does have a wealth of knowledge, that Brandon Crawford. <laughs> and that's what you need to win championships. Yeah, okay. Uh, Lamarck, let's hear from Lamarck
1: next.
5: Come on, guys. You guys are missing it, man. Every year they dumpster dive.
1: This is the dumpster dive for this season, and it is the bottom of the bottom.
2: <laughs> well, Lamarck, that's a, that's an opinion. <laughs> hey, he's not wrong. I, 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 yeah.
0: not I like dying. to call it bargain shopping to dumpster diving that's you know better, go to tj maxx yep, or uh yep, yep, yep. marshall's you kind of get,
2: get what you need for you, a cheaper, yeah. cheaper price it's still good find quality
0: some, find some good jeans o- yeah. o- over in uh houseware sometimes you know? <laughs> <laughs> get anything and everything at marshall's oh, that's goodness. the wife's favorite yeah absolutely you just walk around say, ah let's see if this fits didn't know i needed that didn't know i needed that but i got it. now i do yep. yep it's here shelf a nice shirt and a candle you know i mean What can go wrong?
7: What can go wrong? (laughs) Let's hear from Matt next. I think adding Brandon Crawford, you know, adds very good depth to the team, and the Cardinals are definitely going out of their way to make sure that uh, there's no age discrimination going on in baseball right now. That's for sure with this offseason.
0: Matt, I love the mic drop, but next time, listen to my Auto Center's Nissan Herculaneum uh, live read instead of leaving the mic drop. You heard me on in the background there talking about new Pathfinders, Gary.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs)
0: I just want to make sure Matt knows about that. Right. We got great deals.
5: All right, let's have Wes wrap things up here. The signing of Crawford is just Mo trying to relive his youth. It's what? all we've been doing—just trying to relive our youth, isn't it? Signing all these players. Well, you know, since Wayno retired, there's no one on the Cardinals older than me personally. So, yeah, you know, I'm forty. I'm a man. Sign someone older than me, so I don't feel so old. That's what I personally like to see. At the end of the
0: day, Yeah, that's an interesting take. It's one way to look at it. Why
5: not? I mean, trying
0: to relive his his youth I don't know, man. by I, signing Brandon Crawford?
2: It's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting year. I think you hit the nail on the head. If these guys have to play.
0: Uh huh. Eh, you're be, in trouble yeah trouble. all right well so we'll do a very quick biggest question of the day next i want to win espn and
1: we're right back to the fast lane podcast presented by dobbs tire and auto centers on 101 espn it's time for the fast lane's biggest question of the day
0: with Kerry Davis and Anthony Brad Bradford Bruns with our biggest question of the day.
4: Gentlemen, as we just stated, St. Louis returning to the ice tomorrow night in Winnipeg, Edmonton to follow on Wednesday evening. And there's still so much conversation in this region, even around those close to the team. Exactly what is the identity of this Blues team? Are we ever going to see consistency in that department? But don't we actually know exactly what this team is with about 20 and a handful of games left?
0: Yeah. I think we do. I think it's a good question. I think we know exactly what they are. What are I think they? they're a team that relies on Jordan Bennington, and that's it. You don't know what you're going to get on a night-in night and night-out basis. I thought I thought that we actually found that out like a couple of weeks ago. I thought, oh, yeah, yeah I know what we're getting out of this team. You were just hoping. I foolishly said that. Yeah. No, I believed it, which is worse, Kerry. <laughs> but I thought that I knew what we were going to get on, on a pretty consistent basis. You, know, you have a dud here and there, fine. But I thought – this team had had developed a little bit of an identity.
2: Well, oh, they haven't. No.
0: There no. is no identity.
2: They uh, lost the – they are no longer the two seed, the two wild cards. So they got some work to do if they plan on making it into the playoffs. They are at four points behind Nashville now. I don't even know how that happened so fast. It just feels like it, it happened really quickly.
0: Well, Nashville's won. And yeah, the Blues haven't. And the Blues are not.
2: So yeah. you, you, you got some work to do if you want to make it into the playoffs. And, again, this stretch is going to be important to see how – this Blues team fares before the trade deadline. Because, mm-hmm. again, we understand, as, as athletes, you understand, if you don't perform well, some of your good friends are no longer going to be on the team. Yeah, That happens at trade deadlines. It happens at the end of seasons. If you don't perform well, things start to shift. People leave. New people come in. And it's just going to be a different setup. So, you know, if they, if they have it in them, now is the time. If they don't, then we, we already knew that answer. But if they right. do have something in them, to push forward and, and try to get back into this second wild card spot, no time is better than right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah,
0: I don't think they're going to be out of it at the deadline. I, I don't think that we're going to know exactly what they are at the deadline, and I think it's going to lead Doug well, Armstrong. Do know they are, uh, yeah, true. But as as it relates to the deadline, right. I don't think we're going to see anything. I think Doug Armstrong maybe makes you know kind of a smaller move, but that's it. And he's gonna let this thing play out, right? With this group, because I don't think you're gonna move a bunch of guys. You could say Pavel Burenevich, but you can also hang on to him and see what you get in the off season. It might yeah. not be as much as what you could get for him right now, but it's not gonna be so far off if because not, it's a full year.
2: If you're not going to, if you're not going to make the playoffs, and you can get more now, I, I don't know why you would wait till later.
0: Unless it's, but what is more, like more draft picks, higher draft picks, more draft capital. Maybe you can better get better
2: than you would get come summertime
0: maybe you can get an offensive piece though in in the offseason by acquiring somebody that's got i don't know two years left on his deal mm-hmm. or maybe he's a he's been a frustrating player for their, their i don't know you can run through all of these different scenarios but the bottom line is i don't think trading pavel Buchnevich when you're still trying to actively make make the playoffs is the, is the, is the smart play yeah so you're just going to have to let this one roll. But make no mistake, this is about Jordan, Jordan Biddington. Or, or Joel Hofer, for that matter. It's, it's about your goaltender. I think it was Colton Pareco who said it last night, we, we rely too much on, on the goalie. He's right.
2: And that game against Detroit, there was no help. No, like, was, As good as he is, there was nothing he could do. Nope. And that's unfortunate.
0: Certainly. Yeah. All right, that's your uh, biggest question of the day here in the fast lane on one hundred and one ESPN. We have bet the board. We have three stars of the day. We have criticisms and compliments. That's all next in the fast lane. <laughs>
1: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on one hundred and one ESPN.
0: All right, time to bet the board here in the Fast on 101 ESPN. Uh, Bradford, were you doing some calculations? Do you have the standings? I do have the
4: numbers for you guys. So unfortunately, with Friday's last Friday's turn of events, it wasn't the most uh, yeah, it wasn't the most kind outing to the bulk of us. Jamie did prevail. All right, so Jamie now actually ups his month for the mark to seven and nine. Anthony, that Duke game about which we talked earlier, mm. yeah. The Blue Devils. It was a good. It was a good call. I thought, you know, being on the road and whatnot.
0: But it wasn't they wasn't lost
4: ultimately? Which it puts you at eight and eight. I and Carrie, We will not mention the NBA uh, until you get right, my friend, here during this heard. segment. But you're now nine and seven overall. Yeah.
3: All
2: right, still here. All there you right, carry. Go, I'm gonna go. I talked about it. I'm gonna go Sacramento Kings. 97. seven. Oh, yeah. carry. Yeah. Miami had some uh, some people suspended. Had a little
0: Oh, oh that's right.
2: Yeah. So. Maybe that'll weigh on them, and they're traveling all the way across the country. Hmm. Not sure where they played at last night, but...
0: Minus seven tonight?
2: Yeah, Sacramento Kings.
0: All right, there you go. I'm going to take the Ottawa Senators, Mm. who are only minus 137 in Washington tonight. Ottawa 7, 2, and 1 over the last 10. Washington has been up and down, kind of like the Blues. Uh, But I like the Senators, only minus 137, so give me me them outrights don't get the opportunity to partake in this very often, so
4: I'm going to head in a bold direction with this one, guys. Kerry, that was a nice pick. You actually poached that one from Mm -hmm. me. I agree with you with Butler being out of the mix. Tyler Hero dealing with an injury for Miami, too. I'm actually looking at the Detroit Pistons and the New York Knicks. Mm -hmm. Now, the Knicks right now, they're favored by a huge number, in my opinion, at home of 11 and a half. Detroit, I like what I have seen from the young guys in Ivy and Duran lately. Cade Cunningham is blossoming into a star in front of our very eyes. So if you can defend Jalen Brunson whatsoever However, and hold him to that 30 to 35 point range i don't trust Divincenzo and some of the others to compliment him as well as they have in recent days give me the pistons
0: actually Ooh. plus 11 and a half yeah all right there you go that's so that'll be marshy's play Not since that. you're filling in for marsh there you go i'll be marsh's play today you're welcome Marcy. jamie texted uh texas earlier he likes uh you know he played for the islanders right okay. the new york islanders he likes them plus 136 against dallas So kind of a bigger underdog for the Islanders going into Dallas. And uh, Jamie seems to like the Islanders tonight. So who are we to go against Jamie Rivers in that regard? Uh, By the way, if you missed anything from today's podcast, or I'm sorry, excuse me, today's show, you can download the podcast at 101ESPN.com or your 101 ESPN mobile app. Podcasts all brought to you by Dobbs, Tire, and Auto Centers. (laughs) Bradford, thank you for pinch hitting today for Marsh. Did, did an outstanding job. My pleasure. My pleasure. You have the not only the three stars, but also some criticisms and compliments. Yeah, so we... dealer's choice. What, I don't know what you want to do first.
4: Let's give out some hardware first and All foremost. Right. Okay, Deal. let's talk about some stars. The number three star today, Kerry Davis, as per usual, rocking those new, uh, I can't call them shades, the glasses. So it's my oh, first yeah. experience. And not just once, not once, not twice. twice. Here we go. Three times, he's, he's rocking them once there more. You and you did it because you were able to. Stand your ground for crying out loud! Oh. On the principle of Cardinals adding veteran yes. leadership,
0: I don't.
2: What wins championship, boys? You gotta, you gotta understand it. wins championships? I don't know Trust why. It and believe it.
0: I don't know why I thought the NFL draft a little jingle works with the glasses, but it does. It, it does. Well. So anytime you hear that jingle, that means that carry. If you're not watching via the Air Alliance Team YouTube channel, affectionately known as the Snake Pit. You, you know that Carrie put on the glasses there when and you hear I that, that I St.
2: Louis Cardinals. St. Louis, yeah. St. Louis Cardinals, LLC. LLC, That's what yeah. we represent. Mm-hmm. Don't talk about my Cardinals, please. Ah, okay, you. okay. Right.
4: Runner-up today, number two star gentleman goes to none other than Wilson Rawls. And you're probably thinking to yourselves, who in the name of everything that is holy is Wilson Rawls? Well, I'm about to tell you. Wilson Rawls was the novelist who created the work of which neither Carrie Uh, nor Brad had uh, any clue. Red
2: fern. Between between two red ferns. Yeah, that one.
4: (laughs) The Twisty Pines, a story like no other. Oh, no, 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 no. Where the red fern grows. And don't forget the two red coonhounds, red bone coonhounds. (laughs) (laughs) Something. (laughs) Made an impression there. And last but not least, (laughs) the number one star of the day. We don't get to that much in the way of musical accompaniment. So when you have a performance and you bring the highest order of execution to the fast lane here on 101 ESPN, it was so good that it demands an encore, and we're going to give it to you courtesy of Justin.
6: Thank you for being a friend. Traveled down the road and back again. Hey guys, it's Mo, just singing the new theme song for this year's St. Louis Cardinals. We finally got our foursome. We got Rose, Dorothy, Sophia. Now we got Blanche today. Mo is on fire, baby. That's all I got to say. All right, Mo out. Another winning season coming on the way. Here we go. <laughs> I love that end but, part.
2: Was he actually playing the piano?
0: I, I think he was. I think
2: so, too. That makes him even more impressive.
0: That was very impressive, uh, I got to yeah, say. Very impressive. Yeah, well done. Do, well deserved on the yeah. first star. Well do, do
4: you have a couple of criticisms, though? And one pertains to the gauntlet, actually. Uh-oh. And we had a couple of people. Evidently, this is common knowledge. Are we smarter than fifth graders? Probably not because no. we couldn't identify Arkansas being the natural state. Multiple Never people, did. yeah, railing against us I know that. now, though. What? Hey, now you know? Yeah, yeah. I
0: know. Look, yeah. we, we talked about this earlier. Nothing will make me feel dumber than doing the random gauntlet. Oh, it's it's tough. However, I just view it as an opportunity to to, to learn something I didn't otherwise known. Now, should I have known it? Yeah.
3: Probably.
0: Well, most grade school kids know it? Sure. When was the last time you were in grade school? It's been a while. There you go. So there. Yeah, maybe it's just a reminder. <laughs> you know? And I'm sure some people don't know it either. So they they have an opportunity to learn too. In the
4: six one eight with a reminder simply titled News and Notes. No doubt a call back to one of my finest moments on the show. With Danny Mac <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: It's a
0: deep cut. That was with Jamie. That was with <laughs> Jamie and uh, Danny Mack, yeah, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I remember that. It's remember it gets listening. going, you know, yeah. Yeah. All right. Does uh, is that do it for us for criticisms and compliments? There you go. Jamie, I think, will be with us tomorrow yeah. for a little bit. An hour. Nobody ever knows, maybe two hours. Who knows? So I think Jamie's going to be joining us uh, ahead of that Blues and Winnipeg Jets game. We'll have all the coverage for you right here on One on One ESPN, starting with the pregame at six o'clock. Carry, you're, you're battling a little bit today, but I'm nice right. nice job. He was Thanks, tired sir. coming in, feeling a little under the weather.
2: Voices, but. Terrible.
0: No, you did great, man. Thank you, sir. So we appreciate you, especially with Marsh. Marsh was unable to go today. So, Bradford, thank you for filling in. We appreciate that. My pleasure, guys. We've got instant replay coming up from 6 to 7, so sit tight. Got more good programming coming for you here on 101 ESPN. Hopefully Marshall will be back tomorrow. If not, you'll still you'll probably see Bradford again as he continues to pinch hit on various in various uh roles here just on 101 on one Pull off a marathon, absolutely. Definitely. We thank everybody that left a mic drop. Hopefully you got yours heard today. And uh we also appreciate everybody in the snake pit, of course, and anybody texting in or just enjoying the show. So we appreciate you for Kerry Davis, for Bradford Bruns and Anthony Stalter. See
1: ya! You. You've been listening to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.